Gentlemen, you tuned into an all new episode of the Rap Lab. It's your boy, the Candy Man, the ALFRE to the D. Oh, it's the one and only TO, it's the Dilio. And it's your boy, QG. And today, for the first time in the history of the Rap Lab, we have a, have a lady as a guest. Uh, Melina, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on, guys? Yeah, we glad we glad to have you here. Um, and <laughs> today, and, and it's only appropriate that we have you on here because today is our ladies' first episode. We only talking about the ladies today. We only we only repping the ladies. And our rhymes is tight. So, uh, if you're not a lady, unfortunately, uh, we ain't covering you today. So. Uh, Please don't try to dress and drag and get on the show. Appreciate it. But um, yeah, so we we got a we got a whole list of of ladies rappers that we could talk about. Um, and we might be we might be sitting here all day. Who knows? Bro? Well, well, prior well prior to that, let me let me address the people real quick. Like Melina is my home girl. We go back from high school. Wait, wait, we but hold did. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's wait, up? you you you, 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 you forgetting the rule? You remember the rule? What was the rule? Every time we got a guest on this podcast, the guests got to tell the world how how they how they got to get on the podcast. Right, well, they listen, know who listen. brought them. We 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 are we are leading up to that. This is how we set it up. So basically, it's like this, okay? Melina, I'll, me me Melina and I go back from the high school days. So Melina, you're here. You're a guest on our show. Tell everybody, how did you get into hip hop? Well. Um, we met in high school, right? And then um, a few years later, we connected on Facebook. And I think we started talking about um, like hip hop, right? I started commenting on your post, and then you yes. um, included me in your rap group on Facebook. Yes. And that's where we um, both discovered that we're both hip hop heads. So you know all about everything um, that I like in hip hop. I'm a big Nas fan, a very big Tribe fan too. Um, 
and of course, and the ladies hip hop too. I'm a big fan of MC Light, um, Salt and Pepper, but we'll get into that. But what really did it for everybody, I posted up a line from Core Mega, and I just put it up as random because I'm a Core Mega fan. And <laughs> Melina comes and she comments under the post and she finishes the line. I said, What? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then we just started commentating about Mob Deep, about Nas, and ever since then, it's been E and J and chicken wings ever since. Yes. You can't say chicken wings in front of me, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you well, you, gonna make, you gonna make you gonna make T.O. hungry. What's the matter with you? What's the matter? I, listen, everybody knows now that he bleeds poultry. <laughs> and and you do know his version of Jesus Jesus is uh is lemon iced tea Snapple. Yep. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. But what we got, Al, what we getting into, man? Let's do it. So, um, yeah, so we here to, and, and again, Melina, we very happy to have you here for this particular topic. Um, we feel you. like you gonna, we feel like, uh, we don't know too many, uh, uh, female hip hop aficionados. So I feel like you're gonna bring a unique perspective to this topic. Um, but first off, um, QG, um, you know, Let's let, like let's go around the room and 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 get some opinions. And we'll start with you first, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel that you know the female MCs hold hold up just as well as their male counterparts? Like, do you think the the music is is equally on point? Um, do you think they bring that heat, so to speak? I believe the females, all of them, understand that they had to work harder to get something in this business because this is a male dominated business. So they really, really, really had to have something special about them to make people even look at them. So I respect the female MC so much because for them to crash through that grass ceiling, that glass ceiling, they had to have something special. So I feel depending on who you are as a fan, you show respect to the female MCs because you understand how hard they had to work to make something of themselves in this male-dominated business. So I respect the female MCs a whole lot. I think that they are up to par with the guys because they had to work harder than the guys. So I put them right up there. They deserve every accolade that they get. Okay. Uh, what about Melina? Since you're our guest, uh, what, what is what's your opinion on that? Well, my opinion is, uh, yes, I think that uh, women today, they definitely, they um, hold it together. Um, and remember, too, back then, there was a lack of women in hip-hop. So compared to how it is now, I think uh, women have definitely evolved. And I agree, too. Um, it is a male-dominated world, and they had to work twice as hard to get respect. Okay. And uh, T.O., what about you? I feel the same way as everybody else, because... When for a male dominated industry of the hip hop, you see females coming. This is a great opportunity to show like, yo, this could be an equal domination for the music industry because females will show you in their point of view that we could rap too and they are not going anywhere. So I'm glad that females are also stepping up and voicing their opinions in the rap industry as well. And and like I said, we got a lot of people to talk about and honorable mentions as well. So can't wait to get deeper into this. All right. So uh, let's 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 dive into the first. Uh, I guess this is a group on our list. Now I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and lie because you know we people 
And, you know, the feedback we get, people tell us we sound like we know what we're talking about and we experts and we got knowledge and this, that, and the third. I'm going to be very honest with y'all to start this off. I don't know anything about this group of women, but uh, I'm going to leave this to QG and Melina and T.O. If you have any comments, you could chime in on it, but I couldn't find much in the research. But I have here the Mercedes ladies from 1976. Um, QD, yes, you want to you yes, take sir. this? You want to take this? I got you. I got you covered. Basically, the Mercedes ladies debuted in 1976, and they were a combination of DJs and breakdancers and MCs. They're from the Bronx, which we all can talk about the history. Bronx is the foundation of hip hop. And the Mercedes ladies consisted of Sherry Sure, DJ RD Smiley, Tracy T, Eva Def. Zena Z, DJ LaSpank, and DJ Baby D. And they were the sister group of the original L Brothers, which is the DJ Grand Wizard, Theodore, Mean Gene, Busy B Starsky, which we all know. Al, you know Busy B very well. You, you talk know, about you, you talk about Busy you talk about uh, Busy B Starsky that lost to Cool Modi and <laughs> <decided> <laughs> to met me. Yes, yes, the same Busy B that came with the suicide record. Yes. Basically, this group. Their job was to rock the party. They would get booked for shows. They would get booked in halls and towns. And they had a combination of everything. You would have MCs. You would have DJs. You would have breakdancers. And they would perform. And they kind of opened up the door. They didn't do any records. But their job was to go up there, freestyle, perform, and entertain the crowd. And they showed that women can get busy. They can rock the party just as much as the men can. But um, I see here in the notes, uh, it says they never recorded a song or ever had a record deal. That That's correct? That's correct. They never had the opportunity to get a record deal because like Melina posted and like Mac posted, this is a male-dominated society. So let me ask you guys, like, like Melina, I can ask you, imagine at this time in the era of the 70s, the late 70s when hip-hop is just starting to get get noticed. You really think that these record execs would give these women a chance? No. Definitely I felt, not. I felt, that's I the feel sad the reality. Way. That's the I sad the reality. Way. Yeah, that, that's the reality. It's like it's like they're looking at me like, you're a woman. What do you know about hip-hop? No, we're not going to give you a chance to even record. Oh, man. And, and, and that's unfortunate because who knows? They made it came out with some flame, you know? Think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so so they never recorded. So like I, I can't even go. I mean, I get I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe well, we might we could be able to find some party footage of of the Mercedes ladies if it's even out there. Because, you know, 1976, who knows where those tapes may end up if it was even recorded at all. Right. Um, but moving on to somebody that we do know. Um, let's talk about MC Shah Rock for a second. Yeah. Uh, she was a member of the of the of the Funky Four Plus One. She was the the plus one. I don't know why they just couldn't say Funky Five. Why I gotta be Funky Four Plus One? <laughs> Again, I mean, you know, you know, it goes to tell you the separation between men and women. So it's like, yeah, we're the Funky Four. We're four guys, and we got this plus one. It's a female. And... She was and she was the sole woman of the group. Yeah. Then again, she... then again, in, in, in street slang, you know, um, if you go to like a function or a party. And you say, can I bring a plus one? A plus one is usually always a woman. So, and that's how, that's how they would like downplay back in the day, as far as in general. As, has as, anyone? As has anyone here? Has anyone here ever watched the movie Beat Street? 
Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. of course. course. <laughs> okay, so 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 Melina, so so Melina, you you watched it. This girl, MC Shyrock, she was in it. She was in the movie Beach Street. She was yeah, nineteen she at was. the time. Yes. And fun fact about them, I think they were like the first rap group on on Saturday Night Live. Yes, they were. Nineteen eighty one. Yes. I just yes. remember. I hate that movie Beach Street. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. You said you hate the movie. You know this is being recorded, right? You know anything you no, say no, can no, and no, will no, be no, used no. against you in a court of debate. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I hate that one part that they did my man Ramo dirty. Oh. Are you talking about the um in the, the subway tracks. when he got electrocuted? I hate that. That pissed me off so bad. But that was the danger. Bro, that was the dangers of going in the subway and yeah. doing that graffiti. You could touch the third rail, get electrocuted, or possibly hit by the train. I didn't want him to go that far to just try to whoop someone's behind just to end up barbecued like Fat Joe in prison song, but I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, but, but just nah. I'm sorry. You know what? We're gonna save nah, this no, sound right. I need to say it like I hate the move. I just hate that scene. Well, uh, it's too so, it's too late. So, you, you you said it. I'm gonna capture this sound bite. We're gonna put it on Instagram for everybody to hear. <laughs> I'm just well, I'm just you know what? you know Alfred, uh, while you do that, let's uh, Smokey Robinson will be right next to you. We're gonna we're gonna uh, sound like oh. that. Lord, well, you know, that's stop smoking. Totally, stop that's smoking that totally smoke. Different. Now I'm oh, just messing. I'm not. just. Me I'm just messing with you, To. But um, yeah. So she was in. <laughs> she she was in Beach Street, and uh, Beach Street was yeah. one of the first ever. Uh, and we don't we don't talk we don't talk about Beach Street too often. But Beach Street was like the first hip hop movie. It was like the first movie released to the masses for the culture. You know what I mean? And well, what, that, was, what about Wild Style? What yeah, about Wild Style? Wild Style, Wild Style. Well, Wild Style too. And, and Wild Style, Wild Style and Beat Street both, they uh, they had the fundamental elements of hip hop. So it was more about the graffiti and the DJing and the b-boying and that type of stuff, which apparently, as you know today, didn't didn't survive in in rap. But but yeah, so so MC Shyrock, I mean, you know, or like like most people of that era, the star didn't last too long. Um, and she's from Max hometown. She's from North Carolina. North Kakalaki, what up? But um, well, specifically Wimbledon, if I'm not mistaken. Yo, so so Mac, since since you have a habit of meeting people like Big L and ODB, you met her too? No, never met Shaw. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, moving on. Um, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so we're gonna talk about another group of ladies. Uh, and this one, cause I remember when I bought the CD. And, and and QG like I told QG he he texted me back he was like how did you find that but uh, uh my girl's JJ Fad the only, yes uh, the first yeah. ever uh, female rap group signed to Easy E's Ruthless mm -hmm. Records and, what does uh, JJ Fad stand for that's a good question I never found out it's, it's, it's mostly okay. their names it's their names basically basically it it goes two ways it's um it's Juana it's Juanita. It's Fatima, it's Anna, and it's um, Dania, but it's whoa, just whoa, 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 whoa. You, you can't say it that way. So it was Juana, Juanita, Fatima, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 DMX. Okay, DMX. DMX don't have... You do a good DMX, Mac. Y'all related? I know he don't got dreads. Nah. He, he from Yonkers, too. But, but um, JJ Fad. Close but enough, J close enough. But JJ Fad, I mean... <laughs> Y'all ever heard Supersonic? Like that, I I love how that starts. They're like, we're JJ Fat and we're here to rock the doom. I'm like, woo, Dr. Dre. Supersonic. And that, 
and the word and the funny thing is Dr. Dre produced that. Mm-hmm. And um that don't even sound like a Dr. Dre beat compared to some later stuff that he would do. But um that whole album was very enjoyable. Um JJ I want to ask Melina this question. Go ahead. No, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. No, no, no. We'll definitely talk about that. Um Melina, you seen the straight out of Compton movie. Yeah. JJ Fad was not even brought up in that film. What do you think about that? It wasn't, right? Because I was trying to think of that today, too, if they were mentioned, but I don't think they were. Um, and like I said, right, because it was a male-dominated uh, environment, so they probably they didn't take them serious. And mm. you know what the crazy thing is? I could understand if J.J. Fad got left out, but Above the Law gets mentioned in that movie. Um, right. DOC is meant So everybody on Ruthless at the time is in that movie but them. Yeah. Yeah, because I think even towards the end, they even mentioned Bone Thugs in Harmony. Yes, they yeah, did. So, and, and JJ but, Fad, JJ Fad came out like they first started in 1985. Yep, their album. And the funny thing is, um, their album dropped in '88. What other Ruthless album dropped in '88? Exactly. Easy Does It came out in 88. Easy Does It, exactly. And you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the production style. You remember on the uh, on the Straight Outta Compton album, the song uh, Something to Dance To. And, yeah. Um, right. Those mm-hmm. type of beats and those type of sounds is kind of reminiscent to what J.J. Fab was doing. And the thing is, like, if you look at their album, Easy e is the executive producer. Dr. Dre produced most of the songs. DJ Yellow produced a couple. And Arabian Prince produced a few. So it's just like, you know, like the whole crew was involved. I, I wouldn't yes. even be surprised if Ice Cube wrote some of their rhymes. You know what I mean? It's you possible. Know, so, I mean, I mean, but they never really, you know why they probably, you know why they probably didn't get mentioned? And I hope I don't catch any uh, animosity towards me for saying <laughs> this, but they are just a footnote in Ruthless's history. If you get where I'm coming from, because you have you have guys like the DOC classic album, you have Above the Law, um, their first album classic album. You got the all the NWA stuff. You got the Easy E solo project, but then you you say JJ Fad and like you just have Supersonic, like you just have one memorable song. You don't even you don't even you know what I mean? Like you don't even get a, a whole the whole album is not considered great. Well, I mean, to their credit, um, what also happened in 1991 when they came out with Not Just a Fad, unfortunately, the group disbanded when DJ Train died. Uh, he died in uh, 1994 of smoke. Um, it was inhalation of smoke. He died and um, the group broke up. But then they came back. And Mac, you could touch on this. MF Doom sampled the beatboxing intro of yes, Super Yes, he Sun. did. Yes, he did. Supersonic was actually sampled a few times, and at one point it almost led into a lawsuit by uh, a, a former act of uh, Ruthless Records, which will later on become the Black Eyed Peas. Because then some about Arabian Prince make a lawsuit against Ruthless Records. I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, and it, had it was to do something with it, and it had to do with Fergie, Fergalicious. That's what it was, and it had to do yeah. something with the um the Supersonic sample. Yeah, but and I didn't understand that. Beat I was, for and, I was, and I was scratching my head because, like, damn, and Black Eyed Peas used to be on Ruthless. <laughs> but you know something? I'm glad you brought that up. As far as JJ Fad Medina, let me ask you: 
You remember how J.J. Fad used to dress? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the style of the time, I mean, you know, but they, they had, like, their bright outfits, like the, the what is it, like the yes. skanks and different colors, yeah. Yes, yes. That's what the was style in that time, though. <laughs> yes, it was the 80s. They had the gold ropes and the bright jackets and the bright colors. Yes. And <laughs> Those hairstyles, man. That's the 80s for you. The late 80s. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We rock. We respect it. Yes, indeed. But yeah, but yeah, they didn't last too long either. They only had a two-album run, and then they were done. Uh, I heard it yeah. came back at, like around 2010. I was like, how is that possible? Uh, but they never they released did. Apple. They do shows, and um, okay. and, and 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 now if we if we look at currently, uh, you guys remember uh, the movie Sonic the Hedgehog? What was in the trailer? Yes. Yep. Supersonic. Super super <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The only reason that that because it's Sonic the Hedgehog is supersonic when he turned gold. But I I, I give them that. Wait a minute. It works. Wait, how come Seattle Supersonics didn't use that? That's a play on <laughs> Yes, they should have used it. They should have used it. The basketball team should have used it. But I uh, think that some people would even say that JJ Five was like a one hit wonder. I give them that because they only had yeah. one notable song. Yeah. And they also that. got, and they were the first female group to get nominated for a Grammy. They were. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're a one hit wonder, but but they uh they got nominated for, for a Grammy. We got to look it up to see who won that Grammy that they lost. That's a good question. We'll definitely check that out. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, but shout outs to them, though, because the, the single, the single um, and, and the album both went gold. Yes. So, Pioneers. Yeah. And the song is still relevant today, too. So. Absolutely. Um, but um, but moving on to somebody now. We about we about to put our boxing gloves on because this. Oh, let's go home. Let's go home. And, 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 and we touch we touched on this person, um, quite we touched on this person quite a bit back in our beef episode, which is available in the archives. I believe it's episode number four, my f- personal favorite episode we ever did. You know, go check that out. You know, I gotta plug it. But um, Roxanne Shante, uh. And we all know her for taking part in the Bridge Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. Her popularity, Ooh. her popularity has gone back up in uh, recent years due to that uh, Netflix documentary they did on her. But let's talk about Miss Roxanne Shante. Oh Even though God. she uh, she she took a deep stab at one of my uh, favorite rappers of all time. You know how I feel about <laughs> KRS-One. Talk about he sound like a a whack radio yes, station. A whack radio station. He took the shot first. Listen, man, she ran up on him in the bank. Like, what was he supposed to do in the bank? But anyway. But but what does that tell you about Roxanne? She has no fear. She's She'll not afraid. <laughs> but um but yeah, so so um Melina, you wanna you wanna start us off on Miss Roxanne Shantae and, and just how she became to be? Yes. So she's uh more known for her um Roxanne Shantae this back back to the uh, Roxanne Wars. Yes. And she's, yeah, so that's what she's most known for. And the funny but thing then, is, the real Roxanne wasn't even about her. That's the funny thing. No. <laughs> and she was like the first female battle rapper, so. Yes, she was. She man, was the poor, first being female battle rapper. Poor Kangol Kid, because they were, man, she slaughtered Kangol Kid, man. Why she? I mean, I mean, <laughs> UTFO, UTFO came out with Roxanne, Roxanne, and allegedly there was an issue between UTFO and Marley Marl. And Marley Marl is from Queensbridge. Roxanne mm-hmm. Shantae is from Queensbridge. She's the mother 
of Queensbridge. So he wanted to do an answer record. Molly Maul does not rap. So he was like, hmm, there's this girl in my neighborhood named Roxanne. Let me get her to do a record. She comes in. Well, my name is Roxanne, and don't you know? And once that started, it was just on from there. That answer record just started getting played over and over. She was 14 years old. When she made that song, Roxanne's Revenge, can you, so, so Melina, let me ask you, somebody so young at 14 years old is coming in there, going at a popular group, UTFO with a hit record. Can you imagine mm-hmm. the amount of pressure that she must have felt, okay, I'm going to address these guys. Nobody knows who I am, so I got to come with it and come bring it. Like, did you see the Netflix documentary? Yes, I did see it. It was good. What did you too. think of it? I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. I didn't know a lot of that stuff about her. And uh, I, I reckon... knew at the time that that's what she was known for, for the Roxanne Revenge, and that she was part of the Juice Crew, so... But I didn't know her whole story. And uh, I definitely uh, I definitely recommend uh, checking out that uh, that Roxanne Shantae documentary on Netflix. Yo, who, os- who oscillating fan is going on in the crazy in the background? Oh well, you know it's pretty hot out here. So you know, I mean, we gotta we gotta have the fan on. I mean, the fans is listening in, so we gotta have the fan on. For fans. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It just sounded it just sound like a whole a whole bunch of air, but um, all good. Yeah. But Roxanne Shantae, so she and then she gets now she was in the Roxanne Wars, and mm-hmm. as we covered on the beef DVD, uh, beef DVD on the beef episode of our your podcast, favorite DVD of all time. You keep quoting that DVD. Listen, that whole series. One, two, and three. Well, not even three so much, but one and two. I, I love it, man. Like mm-hmm. anybody who know me knows, I could, I could, I could, word for word, go back and talk about the whole beef DVDs. But um, mm-hmm. so not only did she win the Roxanne Wars, ding, 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 ring the bell, but now she's jumping into the Bridge Wars. I mean, she kind of got brought into it because you know KRS One on the Bridges Over said uh, the infamous line, uh, "Roxanne Shantae is only good for steady fucking," and I was. Yo, at the time, if if we were if we were around back then of age as we are now back then, I probably would have like heard that line and turned around and looked at y'all with the wide eyed look like, ooh, why did he say that? Or, oh, that's I got wild. a I got a que- I got a question for Melina. Um, you're you're a big Nas fan, and you remember Nas said that uh, Roxanne Shante, Nas approached her, and he said, "Yo, I rap," and he was fumbling over his words he couldn't get it mm-hmm. together he's like next time you come up to me and if you don't say the rap correct i'm gonna whoop your ass what did you think of that type of interaction with roxanne Chante and a young nasir because when he came back another time he got it right the second time. he did and i don't think <laughs> the first time they, they did they mention that it was Nas at first i don't think they did Oh, you mean you? Oh, you mean Nas mentioning on a record that he that that he he, he ran into Roxanne Shante? No, you're talking about it in the movie when he came up to Roxanne in that scene in that scene, and then he started like stuttering, and then she said, yes. oh, "That's what she told him." Yeah. Yes, because on the song, um, <laughs> because on the greatest hits album, you remember the song, um, "Surviving the Times." He talked yeah. about it. He did. And that that particular scene and that particular line, he that that, that that's which that's what was. Uh, Roxanne Shante uh, Netflix series, him approaching Shante and not getting it right, but then he got it right the second time. 
You sure did. Um, she, she I was really a little mad about Chan in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how dare you talk to Nas like that? <laughs> well, he wasn't even Nas at the time. That man exactly. was Nasir. He was Nasir. Yeah, and Nasir. he sure redeemed himself, so. Yes. But Sparky B had to catch that work right after UTFO. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and the worst I mean, thing she is... she battled. Could you imagine... And again, we're talking about 85, 86, 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap, female presence in rap at the time, virtually non-existent. So could you imagine you like some big, like some, some uh, you have a, you're not a big name, but you're a rapper with a name. And you out here getting served by a 14, 15 year old girl. <laughs> the pride, <laughs> the pride and ego of a lot of the, bro, I don't think UTFO ever came out with anything after that. They didn't. They didn't. They, 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 I mean, so bad, they, had, they were so bad, they had to take out the T and then it was the UFO. It was the UFO, they was aliens. It was aliens, that's what happened. But you know something, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because even though Roxanne Shante couldn't make a record record for commercial success, she addressed anybody in battle. So let me ask you this, um, since Melina's our guest, MC um. Roxanne Shantae came out with Big Mama, where she dissed Queen Latifah, Yo-Yo, Moni. She went at all these people. So, so why do you think she had to do that at that particular time? Because Queen Latifah is hot. MC Light is hot. Yo-Yo is hot. Roxanne Shantae, she didn't just jump and be like, okay, let me get with y'all. No, I'm a diss y'all. What did you think of that? Well, remember, like, in the movie, too, they she had, like, a big ego. So maybe that's what it was. Like, she wanted to be the top girl. She wanted to, you know, she, she wasn't about that. Like, she wanted to beat everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, eventually, she uh, she just, I, I guess because, like, she wanted to go back to school, and then her son was born. So she, she like, fell off for a very long time. But you know what I, what I appreciated the most about uh, in, in her story? What's when up? when Nas did the QB's finest compilation, and mm. I, my personal favorite track on that album is uh is her is her annoyed on um you know what song I'm talking about? We live this, eat this, uh, sleep this shit. This yes, that song Havoc is it. on that as well. I remember. Ooh, that song. Oh and man, it, and it showed you that Roxanne never lost a beat. Uh, yeah, that's all. Uh, that's Havoc. That's Havoc, Noid, and, and Shantae. We live this. Yep. yep. My personal yep. favorite on that album next to the Prodigy Freestyle, you know, so. Nice. Um, so so let's continue moving forward here. So uh, Brooklyn about to be in the house because. Uh, oh, your favorite, Melina. She's coming. <laughs> MC Light. And uh, like, oh. I, 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 I fuck heavy with MC Light. Um, so, you know, uh, Melina, tell us about MC Light just a little bit. For the, for the people out there. All right. Well, like you said, MC Light is one of my favorite female rappers. She's like the first female rapper that came out with a full album, right? So, and at the time, remember, like, I was probably like four years old. I didn't really know MC Light like that until I got older. And then I first heard Paper Thin. I was like mind blown. So I started yeah. listening to her whole album. Yeah. Yep, she was she, she was had amazing. A lot of and not only that too, she took like a feminist approach, right? But then at the same time, she had like fun songs. She had roughneck for the ladies. 
she did keep on keeping on with Xscape, right? And she even had like cold rock a party. So she, to me, is one of my favorite rappers. She has a flow and like, that's impeccable. I really think that MC Light is one of the top female rappers of all time. Definitely. And um, my <laughs> first experience with MC Light, I heard Cha Cha Cha, and I was like, oof. Yeah. Mm. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you guys. Let me tell y'all something. MC Light scared men. Even the That's men, right. even, yep. even the men who, even the men who were dominated in rap, they did not want to see MC Light at all in battle. Why? Mm-hmm. Because hot damn hole, here we go again. Ten percent diss. I remember hearing that on tape. This is 1988 when Light as a Rock came out, and she had these records, I crammed to understand you, you know, of uh, uh, the Sam record. And because she was talking about drugs, crack, what was going on mm-hmm. at the time. And, Ant- and Antoinette, who is from Queens, you know, we love our Queens MCs, but 10% this came out and MC Light just caught her. She caught a body and it just, it just, it just put her in this level. So not only was she able to be a battle MC, but she could make hit records. Cappuccino? Mm-hmm. Cappuccino is one of my favorites. I love that song. And then she had the other song. Um, she was also part of the Stop the Violence movement with Boogie Down. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and of course, she mentioned Roughneck earlier. You know, like, the way she talked about it. Gotta get show, gotta get a Roughneck. <laughs> and I got a story for you. Do you guys, do you all know which rapper was after her heavy but couldn't get her? Who? Who? <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Yo, why I gotta feel it? I think I may mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Wait, who is it, Chris? Mm-hmm. No. Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane. Yep. <laughs> Big Daddy. Big Daddy Kane. He tried to get an MC Light. He tried to get with her, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> well, I mean, no man. I mean, has been to, uh, no man. No man could get with her now. Yeah. Well, she's married, bro. Yep. No. That would have been one Brooklyn. Crazy couple right there, Big Daddy no, Kane. I think Ooh. she would have. I think she would have paired better with Rakim. I always said that MC Light is like the the, the female oh. Rakim, right? I like that. That would have been a phenomenal couple. But you know what's wow. crazy though about how about about her being married? Why MC Light had to go to Match.com? You would have thought <laughs> as bad as she was that she could have met somebody in like in person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had the biggest, I had the biggest crush on MC Light, man. Oh my God! Like, anytime MC Light would come on the record, even with the Brandy, I want to be down record, I thought she was talking to me on that record. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I love MC Light. MC Light was crazy. And yes, Al, Al, I have seen MC Light, but didn't meet her. Yo, where you? Yo, yo, yo! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! You know what? That's his auntie. T- we officially, T.O. going to stand for timeout. Timeout. How you, be, how, 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 how you, how you be meeting all or, or getting closer no, in the vicinity of all no. these rappers? This one, MC Light, I was in um Columbus Circle at Whole Foods. I didn't expect to run into her. And she was just her own self in like her uh, athletic attire. So she must have did some walking. And people are like, well, well, Columbus Circle is not really much black people shopping in that area. But I just remember seeing her, and then someone was speaking to her, and I was like, oh, that's MC Light. But I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to disturb the, you know, they're doing what they have to do. But yes, I've seen her at Columbus Circle. That's my only time I've ever seen her. But yeah, Matt, I ex- Matt, like Matt, I said, Matt, I didn't expect Matt, to run Matt. into her. 
Oh no. Matt, no, you're an NBA Live Auntie 2005 Light. fan. You're an NBA Live 2005 fan. What's yes, she was the introduction of the. She was the. I forgot the song, but you could tell like the introduction to the game. That's her. My main about. aim. Yeah. My main aim. That was. So. Well, you know what's funny? My very first introduction to MC Light was on NBA Street Volume 3. Because as y'all know, certain rappers, like, I didn't get into it until I was older. So oh, NBA well, Street Volume... Well, you was in the NO, so it's not your fault. Yeah, so, like, NBA Street Volume 3, Roughneck was on there. So I was like, ooh, this is fire. So what I did, <laughs> I took that, and I took the Trina and Deuce Poppy track and um <laughs> and jump around and kept those three songs on and turned all the other songs off. So those are the only three songs I was I was listening to. And then later on, I was playing Grand Theft Auto 4. And, you know, while driving away from the police with the helicopter blasted at me, trying to shoot the missile at my car to kill me, I was listening to the, uh, I was listening to the old school rap station at, uh, and Cha 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 was on there. So then when, you know, when I decided to start my, my album collection, collecting empire, I had to go back and get, uh, get some MC Light albums. I got, I got three of them. So... You so know. she's your favorite. So she's your favorite, Melina. Um, why does why does MC Light stand out to you more than the other female MC? I might get backlash for this, but I think you know she was one of the few female rappers right that didn't have to use her sexuality right. Like she didn't exploit it. She was raw. She was like you know she was. I think she was rapping better than even some other dudes. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, she was still, like, you know, attractive. She was sexy. You know, she was rapping about everything that was going on. So that is why she stood out to me. I mean, MC Light was more tomboyish type, you know, rapper as yeah, well. Yeah, she, so she was. But then if you, if you notice, like, towards the 90s, right, she started mm-hmm. getting, like, a little bit more, uh, like, she she grown up, right? She got sexier, so. Yeah, because uh, on the cover of Ain't No Other, which is what Roughneck, the album Roughneck is on, the album cover, she wearing, like, a jumpsuit. Mhm. Like she definitely wasn't trying to appeal appeal to image back then. At that point. No, but she was still she was still beautiful at the same time. Like, I don't think she needed to to exploit it like that, like other female rappers do. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Natural, natural beauty. She didn't have to do nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that brings us to the next uh, the next um, uh, female MC on our list, Whoa. who happens Hi, to Mom. be a. A relative of one T.O. Because they share the same <laughs> last name. Ladies that's, and gentlemen, we're talking about Auntie Queen Latifah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my mama. That's my mama. Hey, mommy. Wait, so if that's your uh, mama, then you and T.O. is brothers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. Oh, Listen, I mean, I, mean, I, I said... I, I said this. I said this plenty of times. People that know, I'll, I've always stated that LL Cool J is my rap father. My rap mother yes. will always and forever be Queen Latifah. There's no question about it. And uh, Queen Latifah, like she's dope. Like a lot of people, and see the younger generation, they may know Queen Latifah as the actress, but she was a rapper way before then. Um, mm-hmm. Queen Queen Latifah um, has dropped uh, a bunch of albums. Black Rain being my personal favorite. But, I mean, Queen Latifah had skills, and, like, I don't know why she wasn't more revered as a rapper or, you know what it is? I think it's the Will Smith effect. Like, she did so much, she did so much um, film-wise, thank you, film-wise in the music industry that people just, like, forget that she ever made music. 
And I think like, cause you know, she's been in movies, she's been in like various movies, various TV shows. So, I mean, it's, it's only natural that, you know, people don't remember, but as far as her music goes, like all hail the queen dope. Mm. Um, yes. Um, yes. Black rain. That's, that's, dope. That's one of my favorite albums because for a woman's purse, uh, from a woman's point of view, I love the whole thing with her and Moni Love with the ladies first because mm-hmm. it felt like a bit of the anthem for the females. And, you know, it was like carrying on to when we heard from the Mercedes ladies with J.J. Fad to Roxanne to MC Light. So now Queen Latifah and MC Light are continuing that trend and it's starting to grow more for the ladies in hip hop. And, and you know, and Queen Latifah's from Brick City. Queen Latifah is a strong educated powerful yes. woman she is no joke and krs1 said this in an interview he has the utmost respect for queen latifah this is queen latifah not just latifah she's letting you know out the jump that she's royalty so yep. when she came out she when she came out she came out and she demanded respect because she taught me how to respect women and melina we, we spoke about this the male dominated society now here you have a strong powerful woman come out here and be like i'm a queen you're gonna treat me with me. so when she came out like what is your what is your thoughts on queen latifah's career and what does she mean to hip-hop as a whole she proved herself. I mean, she's the first woman that came out and said, who are you calling a bitch, right? Like, she was, uh-huh. she meant business. And, like, you know, she was, she's a phenomenal actress, too. She was even in an Oscar-winning um, movie, too. I don't know if anyone remembers. Yeah. She was in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I loved it, too, when she did um, Ladies First. And I think she was even down with um, Native Tongues. She yeah, she the, was. Yeah, Mac, she Mac, was? you could touch on that, Mac. She Man. was on the, um... She was there. Yeah, she was she on was. that Buddy remix. Buddy remix. Woo! What, is, what a, what a possible. She wasn't really in the remix, though. What What you mean? She didn't... Well, she, she had, didn't, like, a little the, part. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was in, like, some little French part, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. she had that little part with Q-Tip. Oh, yeah. She, and, and she and she goes... Yeah, yeah. And she goes, you see what we have here today... Today. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hoping one of you guys did it because I didn't want to do that part, but <laughs> but um now, you, you, and you know you you know what I what I respect about her the most she could hold her own with the men because if y'all remember um and I and I've said this to 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 and, and you QG um and now I guess I'll say it again so that Melina can hear it but um like when she, on her on, on her um Black Rain album she held her own with Tretch Heavy D and KRS One on Rough. Yes, she did. Absolutely. And this is this is this is where we was talking about like other female rappers then are like letting you know that yo, we can hang around with these type of dudes too. We mm-hmm. don't matter if they the top notch, we're going with them and going after them as well. And that was a hot record, by the way. She did she do a record on uh was it hail the or hail the queen? She had the evil that men do with KRS. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she did. She, she had she had the evil that men do. When you look at her at, at her track record with her albums, All Hail the Queen, classic. Nature of a Sister is underrated. Black Rain is a classic. Like, you like, and I T one. Oh, and man. that won a Grammy. Unity. Yes, yes. Unity is one of the greatest 
songs ever made anywhere. Like she could perform that today and okay. still get it going. That's what I'm saying. Like right there, solidify. Just by you and I T Y, and that's one of the greatest hip hop songs to ever live. And you guys mentioned Definitely. Jersey. She she paved the way. She opened up the doors for Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature mm-hmm. till this day pays respect to Queen for putting them on. You know, with the flavor unit. Like Queen, she just she gave back. She's Jersey through and through. She'll tell you all day. She's from you the and I T Y. Max, that's not the song. That's not the song, Mac. That's not the song. What <laughs> you doing it? You doing it wrong? It's you and I T Y. That ain't even it. That ain't even it. You know what I'm talking about, Mac? Oh no, we are not living single. <laughs> yes, keep your head up, bro. Keep your head up. That's right. Whatever this life stuff, you gotta get. Homegirl standing to my left, forever. All right? Come on now. Yeah, living blue. single. <laughs> oh my god. I, I mean, Melina, did you used to watch that show? You used to watch that show, Living Single. I used to watch it. That's, that's the best. Yo, but let me let me let me ask mind. right there. Well, let me ask y'all real quick. Why do you think her musical legacy is forgotten? Like, she doesn't even bring up the fact she used to do music. That's a good question. Like you said, I it was felt, the Will Smith effect. I feel like she she opted more to be, like, an actress. She okay. just kind of went that route she and she stopped, stayed with it. Yeah, like, she stopped, she stopped recording music after she started doing movies. I mean, at least in my opinion, I feel like. I think once she did live a single, she got way too comfortable. But yeah. she also she also did because the Dana Owens album came out way after she was an established actress. I mean, she, it was just to like get back, you know, just to give the fans back what she used to do. But I think, I mean, we saw her in Juice for a good amount of um scenes. But I think once she really got a breakthrough in Living Single, I think mm-hmm. she found a bit of an opportunity to expand her legacy as far as movies go. Then not so, only that, when when she got when set it off when set it off came out, her oh her God. her oh. that, that was an actress blew up. That was it, right Leo. There. Oh my lord, what a what a performance! That was it. What a right performance! Right there. And if this was a movie, if this was a podcast about movies, and we talking about ladies first, that movie right there. And and she been in a lot of stuff too, cause wasn't she in Jungle Fever? She was. Mm-hmm. And she, she was, was in jungle party too, also. Yes. <laughs> party too. So she, she was. So she was. So she was like, and and I think she was a cameo a bit in Who's the Man. I don't know if seen that. So she was like bouncing around with like not much major roles until set it off. This is the mm-hmm. breakthrough. I think. I think for. I, I think for her, once she got a taste of the acting bug, she was just a natural. Yeah. Yep. And she just she could play any role. She was in the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. For that one particular episode. She no, was she was on it for two episodes. Two episodes, right. Yeah. She was on The Fresh Prince. She did the movie with Common, which is Mac's favorite. Oh, stop uh, that. <laughs> she she was also with LL Cool J, which is my favorite because it's my mom and my daddy. They're together. And, um, <laughs> you know. And, that, and that's how you, and that, that was the movie set that you got procreated. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> All praises to both of them. She was um, in um, she was in a lot of movies. Yeah, she was in Brown Sugar too. Yeah, she, she was in Brown oh, Sugar. Oh, by the way, yeah. fuck that dude who who stabbed in the bone collector, you jackass. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, man. That was a bad role, man. She, Wait, she was in the bone Denzel and Bone Collector. She was with Denzel in the Bone Collector. She, she was Delma. Right? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm my memory is slipping. Wasn't she in a movie with Steve Martin? That's bringing down the house. Okay. Bringing down the house. I never watched that. <laughs> but Shout That's out, a pretty good movie. Shout out to the yeah. queen. 
Uh, yeah. Keeping it moving, now we're going to go to the West Coast, which I know, QG, that's like your favorite coast. But, <laughs> that's um, my home. I, I'm actually there right now. I'm in California. I'm in Long Beach. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, tell Snoop I said what up if he's not smoking with Martha Stewart. But anyway. Um, <laughs> they smoking right now. They in the back. Yo, Snoop, where you at? I'm over here, cuz. <laughs> All right, man, chill. <laughs> but um, we got to talk about Yo-Yo. And um, yes. Yo-Yo is very interesting because Ice Cube, who you hold in high regard, is very yep. instrumental in putting her on. And um, she made her first ever recording debut on America's Most Wanted when she said, my name is Yo-Yo. I'm not a what what. <laughs> but uh, tell us, tell us a little about Yo-Yo for those. Who Let don't me tell know. y'all something. Now, Ice Cube has been accused of being misogynistic, and I think he knew that. Yo, I don't know what y'all talk about. That's not true. I get down with the females too, so I got my homegirl here, Yo-Yo. So when they did the song on America's Most Wanted, it's a man's world. You have a battle on a record. You got Cube representing the men. You got Yo-Yo representing the women, and Yo-Yo held her own against Ice Cube. She stood and represented for the women full and full. And she got so much credit for that. Then when You Can't Play With My Yo-Yo came out, her album Make Way For The Motherload, Yo-Yo just brought this educated, beautiful, stand up for yourself, outspoken black woman from the West Coast. You already had the East Coast representing, like we talked about with the Roxanne Shantae's, the Queen Latifah's, the MC Lights. You need somebody from the West Coast to carry that same reign. And Yo-Yo is the personification of mm-hmm. that. She was she was perfect when she came out from California. She was she was she was everything from the West Coast. And she had a number of she had a number of um of notable hits. Cause um Oh, oh yeah. Yo, but her out. Al- my personal favorite album um, by Yo Yo is "You Better Ask Somebody." Mm. Bro, why not? Why not? What you mean, why the not? Bonnie and Clyde theme. No, no, Clyde and that's theme. in the way of saying that. That's on this way of saying why not. I, I would put that up there too. That the twenty sack, bro. She even had Ooh. Martin Lawrence on the album. I'm glad you brought up Martin. Yeah, Kilolo. 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 Martin show. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. She was best friends with Shanene, correct? Yeah, it was Shanene and someone else too. Like I forgot the other girl's name. Remember, because it was like a trio of them. Yes, and they were rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always love you. Can't play with my yo-yo, but. To be honest, yep. I, I never really saw Yo-Yo as, like, one of those, like, top female MC rappers. I, I, I just, I can't. Yeah, Why is that? I, I, always, I always fuck with the track Bonnie and Clyde theme. Classic. You, her and Cube have this amazing chemistry. You know what I personally feel? Yo-Yo was ahead of her time. If she would have just waited maybe five years to start rapping, if she would have came out in, like, 96, 97, 98, I think she would have been more recognized than she is now. Not with the way they was coming. Uh, certain people came out in that year. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got. Well, I'm glad you guys brought that up. Do you know who she was real tight and real close with and had a personal relationship with? Who? Oh. Tupac. Oh yes, I heard the story. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she's lying or not, but she talking about how she had the biggest crush on Tupac and she wanted to sleep with him and blah 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 blah. Well, <laughs> I mean, she met again. Uh, at the time with the lynch mob. Pac was with Digital Underground, and they used to be on the same tours together. So they met, they talked, and they and they and they and they just became close. In fact, um, when Pac was in the hospital the second time he got shot, Yo Yo was there 
and she visited him and she said that she loved him and you know she held his hand and he was conscious at the time and um they were just so so very very close you know yo-yo and Pac were you know were were lifelong friends and again she she got the respect because she stood up and mac you could touch on this she was also on paint the white house black was she not yes she was with uh who uh mc breed cube had like the short first verse and cam i don't know and and i still don't know who the hell that (laughs) the reggae (laughs) artist right the reggae artist yeah but yo 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 was the female in gangster rap wait 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 wait, she can get down Wait, hold up. Wasn't she on one of the episodes of Neil Good to Cover with Sticky Fingers? <laughs> <laughs> you took us back. She was. Bro, why, why, why are you the expert on New York Undercover? Like, that's, that's, me Chris, that's, that's me and Chris right there. That's our, that's our favorite show, man. That's, New York Undercover was our show. She shot Sticky Fingers because he was cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Yo-Yo is the truth, man. Always love Yo-Yo till this day. And, and, and have y'all seen her Instagram? No. No. Oh my lord, yo yo wherever, yo yo wherever you are, call me. Moving on. <laughs> no, no, I want her to call me when they reunited with with Brandy's uh record on the Queen Latifah show. Oh, oh. yeah, right. I want to be down, right? The remix. Mm-hmm. Like, let me ask Melina that question. Melina, can you believe that you got MC Light, Yo Yo, Queen Latifah on the same song together? What did you think about that? I said earlier, I think that's one of the best female posse cuts. I think that's what? There's only like two or three of them, right? Yep. Female I, posse cuts? That's, 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 that's mega powers right there. Yeah. Amazing combination. Woo. So we're going to keep the train rolling. Ooh. And uh, this next group, uh, duo, you know, they famous for the song, What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a man. Ow, 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 ow. Your singing sucks, bro. My singing my suck, but shout, shout outs to Salt and Pepper. No, uh, no, no. You listen. You should have said, ah, push it, push it real good. <laughs> nah, but uh, Salt and Pepper. Now, I feel like they don't get as much credit as they deserve, neither. And they had some. I hits. agree. I agree. They don't. They don't get the props they deserve. I agree. Like. I mean, we talking about what a man. We talking about shake your thing, tramp. My mic sounds nice. Like I could go on and on about about salt and pepper and their hits. Melina, what do you think about salt and pepper? Talk to us about that. I'm I'm a big fan of salt and pepper. I always think that they were dope. Uh, they're beautiful ladies too, and they took like a more um, like provocative approach, right? Like that's when you started seeing them getting like a little. They were sexy at the time, right? But not too sexy, and. They they have some bangers. I'm a big fan. Absolutely, Mac. What you did you think? You guys missed that shoot though. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> oh, you kidding? Listen, that record right there is a classic. But Mac, what did you think of them going at Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh? You know about that when they first came out. I didn't like that. <laughs> Tell us why. <laughs> Explain, please. Because, because what, what, what the hell? Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, they like one of the coolest and humblest people in hip hop history, and they just came out of nowhere. But then again, it's like when the women came, when certain art, women artists came in the scene, it's just like they just went above and beyond. They just started dissing people. But when it came to like 
that whole uh, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, that made me so mad. And I like Salt and Pepper. I think they're one of the most underappreciated female artists or, or duo or group in uh, hip hop history. But um, well, let's. Well, you know what? Though I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I mean, Melina, we talked about this. We all talked about this. Why do you think they felt the need? They didn't have a personal issue with Slick Rick or Dougie, but why do you think they felt that they had to come out with a diss record? They they basically came out with an answer record to the show. Why do you think they did yeah. that? I think that was like the way that they wanted to just make themselves known, right? Like they wanted to like, oh, like maybe they felt that Slick Rick was like the equivalent to them, right? So they were like, let's, you know, prove ourselves. Mm. I, I I mean, I didn't think that they needed to come out with a diss record either, but I'm guessing maybe that's why. Right. You know what I find right. remarkable about them? What? Like, what's up? I don't know if y'all know their background, but they went to college to take one course to to to, to learn how to record music in a in a in a in a studio setting. Mm. Like no, when have you ever heard a rapper did that? Like yo, I'm gonna go to college and take a course on how to make a record. Like, and that answer record y'all just mentioned, did y'all know that they they use that for a class project? Wow, <laughs> that was the original that. intent of that was to use oh. it as a class project. And their first manager, um, Herbie Lovebug, heard it, and then he was like, "All right, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta come with me." Amazing, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, they never, they never were gonna take rap seriously. They. They did that as a class project, and it, and it somehow just caught on. And shout out to them, because they went to Queensboro Community College. BQ, yep, <laughs> Queens Connection. <laughs> and shout out to Spinderella, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they DJ, yep. Yeah. And, which, um, one? which one? Which one? Which <laughs> one? What you mean, which one? <laughs> oh, you don't know the controversy, do you? No, I do not. You want to oh, fill boy. people? You want to fill uh, me and the people in? Okay, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's some controversy as far as the original DJ and the current DJ that they, that they you know, got popular with. I don't know, uh, Mac, if you want to help, you want to help out with this one, too? Which, uh, the DJ part? Yes. Let me see if I remember. Um, damn, I forgot. Uh, and, you know, I remember the whole thing when, when Spinderella left the group, and that, that shocked me. And and stuff, and I didn't understand that. I'm like, these well, three... well, I mean, what happened in 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 1987? Spinderella, who was 15 years old at the time, she came in, and what was going on prior to that? There was another DJ that was down with them, but then she, you know, bad falling out. She left abruptly. Wasn't it and... Wendy Williams? Wendy was down with salt and pepper. You didn't know that? Yeah, she was down right. with, with salt and pepper. It was like later, later in like 2000 or something like that. It was like later, later. It was and, that late? and, and, and the fact that I even had to utter her name out of my mouth, you know how I feel about Wendy Williams. <laughs> uh -oh. That's why. I, that's why I'm surprised because because yeah, I don't, yeah, Wendy Williams. Yeah, she. If you look it up, she was she was she was down with salt and pepper heavy. Well, listen, much love. Salt to pepper to Spinderella. One of my favorites too. Oh, I no, got but, another one. Wait, wait. Out. You didn't say you didn't say the controversy though. Yes, the controversy was the first DJ didn't get acknowledged. Everybody talks about Salt and Pepper and DJ Spinderella. They never mention about the first DJ, and she felt 
kind of slighted that she didn't get the credit that she deserved. Like, nobody even talks about her. Oh, and wait. This, is that that LaToya Harrison lady? LaToya Hanson. LaToya okay. Hanson. She, well, she, she was with the group. She was with the group in 86. And she, well, she, she was nobody, deep. nobody told her to leave the group. <laughs> oh, there you go, uh, being an asshole. It was, it was, it was for the hot, cool, and vicious album. Yep. When that happened, and that's 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 when the controversy happened. But it, it, it's, it's funny you guys mentioned Spinderella because after thirty years of being with Salt and Pepper, she got fired. That's crazy. Didn't she recently appear on Marriage Boot Camp? Yeah. She's on that show, Melina? I think so. Coolio was, Coolio was, I know Coolio was that also there. Like no, they, they did have a show in VH1 like a few years back, and they rekindled with, with Spinderella. Wow. I mean, I hope they rekindled, because it just... Ugh. Let me see how good you guys are. Do you remember the video for What a Man? <laughs> yes. I remember, the, <laughs> I, 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 okay. I, remember, I remember the WrestleMania entrance. Oh, well, well, okay, okay, Lawrence Taylor, okay, Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> uh, well, how? Uh, let me see how good you guys are. Let's play a game here. You guys know who who Peppa was shooting her shot with, right? No, Tretch, right? There you go, Melina. That's a point for Melina. Melina got that one. Thank you. Here, here's the biggest <laughs> one. Who was salt with? I'm gonna give you guys a hint. Stay with Tretch. Who's Who's Tretch Homeboy? Mac, don't say nothing. Because you'll get it off the bat. Wasn't it Tupac? No. Yeah, hey. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yo, damn, how many times is Tupac and, and Love Interest going to come up in this episode? Wait, yeah. So is that why they were in that video, in the Temptations video? That Yes. That's yeah, why. That's why. Ah. That's why. You're you putting the, the connection together. Video. Salt and Pop <laughs> were very, very close. She was in the Temptations video. He was in the, you know, the What a Man video. You don't see his face, but you see the tattoos and everything like that. He used to kick it with Salt Heavy. Yes. I did not know that. Yep. Oh, Pac, 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 Pac is a player. <laughs> I know that video more because I think that was like the first time I heard Cinderella rap. Yes, she did rap. <laughs> Which was rare. Yeah. That's right. She, she had skills. And she it was not skills. bad. Yeah, it was not bad at all. No, she did very good. But uh, Salt and Pepper definitely aren't they in the um? I remember they got honored like back ten yeah. years ago. See this how this how fast time flying how old we getting? But like <laughs> when VH1 started doing hip hop honors, I think they was on like the first episode. Yes, yes they were. They did get honored. They were honored. They got honored. Yes, One they year, were. yeah. I think they it was like two thousand nine. Absolutely. And so and so was MC Light too. <laughs> yeah, yes, didn't didn't they does. do an all female hip hop honors if I'm not mistaken? No, Did they not do that one? I know. I, I gotta look I that know, up. I know the MC Light and the Sun Piper won two different um episodes though, like two different years. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, we definitely gotta look that up. We'll post it on the yeah. Instagram. But uh, move. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, I still think <laughs> I think Spinderella once again. Yeah, I think Spinderella is no longer again with Salt and Pepper. That's crazy. I don't even think Salt oh. and Pepper are together with Salt and Pepper these days. Yeah, I think I think for what I was for what I saw in the interview, she might have been replaced by Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel oh, took her place. That's interesting. Supposedly, supposedly, I could be wrong, but I was hearing that. 
you are correct. That is interesting. But um, so moving forward, um, this next young lady come, come well, well, young at the time because you know time flies. But this next uh, <laughs> dope female MC uh, comes to us by way of Chicago. Uh, she was a uh, a project of Jermaine Dupri's. I'm talking about the brat. Brat tat tat tat. Yo, functified. Oh my goodness. But uh, let's not go there. Nah, but the rat, she was a, Because the first she, thing I've been thinking about is those nutheads from Dog Pound. Nah, but, but see, she kept, she came out with her first album, Functified, in 94, and immediately she caught um she caught some heat from Snoop and the Dog Pound talking about she was biting their style. Mm-hmm. Yo, QG, you, you a West Coast guy. You want to speak on that? <coughs> Sorry, no, man. He had to get his smoke. He had to get his smoke on. Yeah, I mean, since I'm a West Coast guy, I got this chronic. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, all right. Um, basically, uh, yes. What happened was at the time. Look at the brat's presentation. She had on the shirts. She got the braids. She's rapping. She's a fan. She's a fan of what Snoop and those guys are doing. So. They looked at her as a fighter. So when they came out with these videos, they had a lookalike to brat, you know what I mean? Like they was they was raw with that one, you know what I'm saying? But but the brat didn't pay it no you know no mind at the time. She just continued to do what she was doing. When you look at her style, she even quoted some of their lyrics. She even quoted some of Snoop Dogg's stuff. She quoted some of the Dog Pound stuff because she was a fan. So to have her come out and do something like that because her debut, her breakout was um 1992 and you know in the 90s the west coast is winning and according to reports about so so deaf jermaine dupree was the main architect he's the one that made the brat's image as a female snoop dog mm-hmm. that was the original intention was to have her as a female snoop dog and snoop caught on to that so he, he Snoop is young and fresh at the time. He's not going to let that go down. But to her credit, Functified went platinum. It sold a million copies. The first female solo rapper to sell one million copies. Melina, let me ask you, that whole thing with Snoop and her style, like what what did you think of the Brat's style and her and her evolution? Because she didn't keep up with the same thing in the 90s. She moved on from that and started rapping different. But what did you think about her technique? To be honest, I, at the time, I thought she was a little corny when she first came out, right? Ooh, but, why? I, 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 I know. I hope I don't get backlash for this. But that's no, my no, opinion, no. Right? Speak, 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 <laughs> um, I speak thought she mind. was a little corny because I thought the same thing. I'm like, who is this Snoop Dogg looking like? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so I thought it was funny when they kind of did um, when they came at her. But yeah. um, the older I get, it's funny because I would listen to her album and I do like Functified, right? I mm-hmm. even like the other song that she came out with years later. What you like? The one with Tyrese. Yeah, with Tyrese. So, yes. Yeah, but um, she's she's not. I'm sorry, but she's not up there for me. <laughs> you want to talk about Ladies Night, Mac? You want to talk about Ladies Night? <laughs> man, <laughs> man, I, I don't know what the hell she was doing when she started coming <laughs> on that particular verse. <laughs> what about Soccer to me? What was she doing on Soccer to me? <laughs> even worse, I don't know what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> Oh, you guys want to know, know a fun but you know fact about her? But, but, but you know oh, what oh tell us. Tell us. Tell us, Melina. You know tell who, us. her sister is Lisa Ray. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's her you didn't know that, Al? 
Wow. Abs- no, this is a. I mean, I <laughs> wow. Lisa Ray, that was in, that was in, that was in, um, Toss It Up, the Tupac video. Mm-hmm. So, welcome wow. to the Players Club. Diamond from Players Club. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had no clue. And when you look at the brat, the brat was coming out like, you know, I understand the whole issue that she was a female Snoop Dogg, but she was just giving you that whole way over the board. T- you thought MC Light was tomboyish. The brat was worse. Yes. <laughs> the baggy pants, everything. She was keeping it how the boys were dressing. That's why I respect the brat because she was like, yo, I'm a, I'm gonna dress how they dress. But she, but to me, I think she's a good rapper. I, and, I, and I understand Melita's point with the whole thing when she was corny when she first came out, and then some people thought like, nah, she want to be Snoop Dogg, f that. But as her career was starting to grow more with the help of Jermaine Dupri and So So Dev, I think she really solidified her career. And she's been on a lot of tracks too. Oh, Biggie. She worked with yeah. Biggie? She worked with Biggie. She was on the um, Drew Hill remix, um, Mariah Carey's remix, and of yeah. course, Not Tonight. Not Tonight. <laughs> not Tonight. <laughs> and, um, why, why, why you say it like that, though? What? Not Tonight. Like You didn't even like open your mouth to say that. Because I don't know what the hell she was talking about the first few bars. <laughs> well, it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be the record that she did with them franchise girls. It could be worse. <laughs> I mean, them franchise boys. Stop that. Girls, girls, girls. Stop all. Why, why are you all that hating? She had no business on that record. And then what made me laugh, she was on the Destiny's Child remix. So you really look at it. You So So Death was on a lot of remix too. But mm-hmm. the, the, problem with, the problem that a lot of people were laughing at is when they try to make her more of a sex appeal. So when you, when you mentioned what you like with Tyrese... We was trying to see, like, wait, this is the brat we're looking at? That's Man, what I looked, thought, too. We was, she was looking wrong. <laughs> we used to the baggy pants, the, the, the old, old, old shirts and everything, the braids. So now they trying to make her sex symbol, and it, it was just not believable. She wore yeah, a thong. And, and, and yeah, she was she was wearing thongs, the lingerie, and all that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yo, is this the same person? I thought you was a tomboy. What you know about this? Mm-mm. <laughs> But you can catch a re- uh, she's still she's still doing the thing. She's on that what Dish Nation show. She doing she's 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 holding her. She's oh yeah, doing she is. Thing. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be funny though with that itty Gary. That'd be hilarious. But uh, yeah, but shout outs to the brat and uh, she managed to stay relevant a whole decade and stop calling them them franchise girls, them franchise boys, <laughs> them franchise girls. You lean was, with it. <laughs> but, but but you was leaning with it and rocking with it in two thousand four two thousand five, wasn't you? Did you see me in 2004, 2005? <laughs> I, did, I didn't know you in 2004, 2005. Right, man. right, right, right. So you can't make assumptions like that. So hold on. So, you, so you, never, you, you never had a 3X white tee? No. <laughs> I find it hard to believe. Everybody back. Yo, Mac had probably had a, a 3X white tee. I know Hell I have. No. If I If I had a 3X white tee, it was a tablecloth. <laughs> moving moving on. Um, one of my... One of my personal favorites, the Lady of Rage. Um, roughest, roughest, roughest. Um, Lady of Rage. Uh, she first came to prominence because you know when uh when Dr. Dre made the Chronic, it shouldn't have been called Dr. Dre's the Chronic. It should have been Dr. Dre featuring Death Row the Chronic. Um, <laughs> if anything, it should be Dr. Dre and Friends. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, she was she she her first appearance was on uh. 
puffing on blunts and sipping on Tanqueray, that song I love so much. Um, and she, she, I think she had the verse of the song in that song, and she was holding her own with Snoop and Corrupt and Daz and all of them. And then, uh, she, right, right. And then, and then uh, on the Above the Rim soundtrack, Afro Puffs came out, mm-hmm. and that song was all over the place. She was supposed to be on. She was supposed to be on um, Got My Mind Made Up, but according to Daz, who is my uh, reincarnated twin, he he said that um, she didn't want to be on a record with all them dudes. So I don't know she, why. I mean, she didn't get on that record, but Lady of Rage, she's just one of them hardcore, raw spitters that could really, really rap. You heard her first on the Doggy Style album, on the intro. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was the one. But but Al, let me ask you this question. Why didn't Necessary Roughness do what it was supposed to do? Because Unnecessary Roughness, which is Lady of Rage's uh, debut album that I happen to have in the collection because, you know, I collect stuff. But um, it came out in 97. And you got to look at Death Row Records by that point. Um, Pac is dead. Snoop is gone. Um, Daz is running it. Suge's in jail. And everything just fractured apart. Like it was, it was at the broken point of, of Death Row. Um, past '97, they only had one successful album, and that's when uh, when Daz Dillinger's uh, Retaliation, Revenge, and Get Back dropped the following year and went gold. But and then also that they wasn't promoting it like that. And she, she per, as a person, had already moved on by that point because you know, with 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 Dre and with Dre and Snoop gone and Pac dead. Um, yeah, she had moved on. By this point in time, she was already on the Steve Harvey show, um, as a, as a regular recurring character, which we'll talk about in a second. So it was like, and she stopped rapping, uh, like, right, right after that album dropped. So, I mean, it wasn't promoted. It didn't go gold. Like, it, it didn't do well. Um, and that was her only album, her only real studio album ever. She did a couple mixtapes after that, but that was it for that, for her. I, her rap I got two questions. Now, Mac. Premier is on that album. Would you believe Suge told Premier to come back with a different beat? How do you feel about that? Who the hell Suge think he is? Oh, oh no. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, come on, don't, 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 don't talk, don't talk about uh about big shit like that. First of Marion? all, I, 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 see, hey, you don't I know that's see, a man I, to call him Marion. Come on, I, stop I that. Understood. But see, my thing is, um, it's not up to Suge. I think it's up to the artist. In my opinion, right. I don't like when people like even the whole thing with Puffy. Who the hell does he think he is? This is Big's album. So right. if this was Lady of Rage, she did she have free productions for Moby too? She had, she had Easy yeah. Moby was on there. She had Moby on it too. So, you know who else produced on her album that I that sticks out like a sore thumb? Oh, you remember uh, uh, DJ Kenny Parker from uh, uh, Boogie Down Productions? Oh yeah, he very produced, East Coast bass. He produced on that album too. Yeah. But then she also had Daz and Superfly, so. Right. But yeah, Moby, Moby and Primo was on there. That's interesting. So, 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 so I mean, Melina, who do you know her as? Uh, Baby D or Coretta? Which one? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know her as Coretta, but I did like her as Baby D. <laughs> she's like, you she's like, she's like your cousin Craig. <laughs> she the type to tell you the snacks before they come out. She know it before it come out. Uh, Cupcake got trade coming out. Uh, it's a bad motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> I didn't really like next Friday though. Oh, no. you know? 
Right. You, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like my boy Pinky? No. <laughs> Part one was way funnier. But anyways, we'll get to that another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a debate for a different day. But um, yeah. shout out to Lady of Rage. Coretta, Coretta was one of my favorite characters on the Steve Harvey show. Only next to the head. So, um, so yeah, now we're getting into the to oh, we we got to group these three together because 96, oh, 97, 98, that was their run primarily. We talk about Foxy oh, Brown, Lil Kim, and Trina. Ooh, and, uh, baddie, Betty, Betty. I gotta I gotta be on my best behavior because we got a lady in the room. But uh, <laughs> but well, but, Alfred, you never on your best behavior when it comes to ladies anywhere. So yes, you I know am. what? Stop that. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're here, Melina. I've been meaning to ask you this question about Kim and Foxy. Now, why is it that they could not get along? You got Biggie with Kim. Mm-hmm. You got Jay with Foxy. Biggie and Jay are homeboys. They're from Brooklyn. Like, what? What really happened here between? Kim and Fox, who are basically like cut from the same cloth. I agree. I was thinking that today too, and I really feel like the industry likes to put females against each other, right? Because that's like Thank entertainment you. for them. Thank you. I really do think because if you don't, if you remember too, that whole didn't that beef started? What was it? With Bang Bang first, or was it the Quiet Storm remix? I think it was Bang Bang, right? Um. The Quiet Storm, the Quiet Storm remix came out. And came out first. Oh. It came out after. It came out after. Like Foxy did a response because remember when Queen, remember when Lil Kim said, "Hot damn, whole here we go again," and then Foxy rebuttaled it on Bang Bang because she thought Kim was oh, talking okay, to her. So that's where it elevated and got more crazy. But continue. And. And I think they, Foxy even said it now, like, it might have been a miscommunication, that whole thing that happened at High 97, because it wasn't even them. It was, like, their 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 entourage that were fighting, right? Yes. Yeah, so I really think it was just the industry that likes to put women, uh, they like to pin them against each other, and it's sad because they probably would have had a, a dope song together. Cause I don't think Selma and Louise. Selma, yeah. Selma and Louise, the album was supposed to come out. Can, can y'all imagine... Thelma and Louise, Little Kim and a Foxy Brown album in their prime of their career. It's a shame because they were both probably the sexiest ladies around at the time, you know, like that wasn't around for the female MCs. So I, I really think it's a shame, but I'm more of a Foxy Brown fan. <laughs> okay. I think I- Il Nana to me was, is a classic album. Mm-hmm. It's a breakthrough. It's a breakout album. Right. How did you feel? How did you feel? How did you feel about the transition though? Now we're looking at sex. Yeah. We talked about the essence. How did you feel that it was transitioning to this whole thing about sex? Like just be all out with it, lingerie, bra and panties. How did you feel about the change in hip hop? <laughs> As a woman, I was like, damn, you know, it's a shame that this is what's selling now. Cause right, like that's you know, one one men wanted to see, right? Like look at Lil Kim when she came out the hardcore album. Look how she was, you know, palsy. Yeah, that but album cover is there, crazy. <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. denying though, Lil Kim was rapping like she was she was hard. And and just to cut in for a second, like even and it's not just the images on the album covers or photo shoots they did, but the 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 content of their music. Like yeah, Lil Kim's so not tonight. Not tonight is nasty as hell. <laughs> I would even quote the stuff that she said, but you guys got the, the point, right? Like that's, that's <laughs> stuff that you wouldn't, you couldn't even imagine hearing that a woman saying that, right? 
And remember, she wanted to sound harder, but Biggie's the one that told her, like, oh, why don't you start rapping about sex, rap about, you know, men and all that stuff. Mm. Yep, that's and correct. Then, and, and, and let's not even forget Trina. Like, the first time I ever heard, and I said this on the podcast before, like, like whoop, whoop was the first ever. I I don't know why that's stuck in my head every time somebody says Trina. Like, that's all. And she got Trick Daddy in the background going, whoop, whoop, pull over there. Like, Man, I, look, I was watching Planet Groove in 98, and the first time I saw that damn nanny video from Trick Daddy, I was like, what the hell is this? You ain't no nanny. Next thing, Trina came, and I was like, who is this? I ain't gonna lie, I was drooling. Let me tell y'all something. It's Trina. Y'all know her first album, right? Yeah, I have it. I wish I was that dude on the stretcher. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, Lord. When I saw it, I was like, why couldn't that be me? And then, like, even the way they marketed themselves, like, the name of Trina's first album is The Baddest Bitch, like, and then, and then y'all see uh y'all see the album cover like I don't know I guess because we were in a different era like Piggy, Pig, Big, I, I'm thinking of uh Tupac music video Biggie and, <laughs> Piggy and Pac are, are 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 dead already and um like I feel like the the content for what as far as women like like what Melina said like it shifted because like now we're getting into sex cells you know what I mean so yes. it's just and I feel I don't know like as a the way I look at it, I feel like that also brought the quality of the music down. Like, there wasn't as much lyricism. You know what I mean? If you that agree makes with sense. that, Melina? You agree with that? You agree with um, that, Melina? Not the really. Lyricism went down? Like, yeah, not really. I feel like at that time, Foxy Brown Lil came back. They held their own, right? And you're talking about what? Like, doing 97, 98? Rap was still, like, hip-hop was still really good, especially in New York. Like, like all right, I mean, I'll, take it to, I'll take it to you like this. The Notorious K.I.M. album. That album is filled with so much sexual content. Like, like if you if you could overdose on that stuff, you'd have been in the hospital. <laughs> I think it's there's like, rumors that she did go to the hospital. Oh no! Wow. But um. <laughs> but 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 even that album, like, look at the sick all the singles. Like, how many licks? Like, mm-hmm. and then how many had, licks does it take till you get to the center of the? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Let listen. I, bro, I don't think anybody but Lil Kim knows the answer to that question. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but nah, but you but you look at that, but you look at that, and then the, and then the nature of the, of the uh of the music video for that for that uh for that song, and then even the other single um like even the other single on that on that album, no matter what they say, if you see the music video to that, she's in a mansion in mm-hmm. in. And only like her her bare necessities are covered up, so it's just well, like. Well, well, and, and so question for you guys. Oh, What's sorry, up? No, you, you talk, Melina. You go first. Who who from the two do you think was a better MC? Oof. I'm with you, Melina. I gotta go with Fox Boogie because I I, I will say Fox I shot you. I shot you remix. That is That's one of my favorite right? verses my, ever. My only. I, you know what? I think Foxy was is a bit edged over Little Kim as far as lyrics. My only problem with her is math. Oh. Affirmative action. <laughs> she has too many math problems in her first. You caught it, Melina. You caught it. It was affirmative action. You caught Listen, it. Yo. As, as somebody that works in finance as an accountant, I'm like, yo, this does not make sense. Like, <laughs> yo, that whole verse she did in La Familia. I don't know what the hell she was going with with the numbers. It was so many records. She has too many math problems for me, though. 
I mean, aside from the math verses, I think that was a solid verse. Absolutely. She had the best verse in, in the song. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I shot you. She, she, our remix. She held her own, and you know, that's when you had like people. Oh, yeah. LL was smart, you know. You know, he bringing out Keith Murray, Prodigy, Prodigy. Me, you know, about that whole thing, and then Fat Joe, and then Fox. But Fox held her own. And and by the way, Jay Z, you are not slick. <laughs> because when this whole thing sort of started, he think he slick apparently both Fox and Kim. Because I don't know where the hell he was going with his attentions. Are you was talking about? Uh, he was oh, on both Fox and Kim's album. Albums. He was, yes, he was. He was on both their albums, and he, he and, said and, that. And they were both on his uh, Volume One album. Yes, they were. Kim was on there. Fox was on there. Mm-hmm. It, it's a Brooklyn thing, man. It's a Brooklyn thing. Well, apparently, and 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 they were and they were together on the Total Remix with the Brat. We forgot about that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Kim Kim could always hold her own too. She got those. Singles, she's got those records. Backtrack, um, Alfred. I'm glad you mentioned no matter what uh they said because she had mad people in that video. <laughs> oh, yeah, exhibit that's the man, red man, come on, Carmen Electra. Yeah, as, as far as who, as far as the question of who is better, I think it's, I think it's close. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't answer who is better, but I tell you who I prefer listening to. I would rather listen to Foxy, honestly. Okay, okay. if I had to, reason being is just because. The sexual content of Kim's music is like, if I had to pick an album full, I'm going with Fox only because I feel like she could talk about other stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know what, Melina? But you know what, Melina? We're being biased because Foxy's in the firm. We're being biased. I'm not, that, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking yeah, about me and Melina. It. I'm just talking about me and Melina because we're big Nas fans and Foxy's in the firm. Sasha so knows. yeah, Foxy, Foxy get it. AZ. I Fox, do, I do, I do give, I do give Kim credit because. She was in Junior Mafia and she was holding her own with Biggie. Yeah, yes, so. she did. I, I mean, she even kicked. She even kicked Biggie's crutch when he crushed his leg. When they did another, she kicked the crutch. <laughs> <laughs> Kim wasn't playing. But I mean, you know, shout I mean, outs to all of them. They all dope. Be- and it sucks that these two are still beefing. Technically, Foxy wanted to um squash it, but Kim was just being a hothead. Yeah. yeah, Kim. Yeah, Kim don't want to. She don't want to talk it out. She don't want to squash it. It's it, it's a shame. That makes me imagine. So- imagine them two did like a versus episode. Ooh. Oh my goodness! And all these versus battles have been friendly. That's gonna be an unfriendly one. Yeah. No, no I, that's why they should happen because everybody is going to mostly um going to talk about the whole beef they had. They ain't gonna talk about like okay, she had a okay. I think Kim had a better single against this particular Foxy track. They're gonna make it about the beef, and that's why I don't like these damn versus battles. Instagram is like, gonna Luda, shut Luda down. Nelly had fun. Jada and Fab were drunk. Drunk and, Jada, uh, drunk Jada. Oh, that, drunk was, Jada. that was the best. That was the best. <laughs> 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 but uh, here we go. Moving on now. This is this next person. I I don't know anything about when uh. Because, you know, we like to prep our episodes a week ahead of time. So when QG made the list and he sent it to me, I'm like, yo, who the hell is this? <laughs> I got to so, give Melina props for this, but Melina put me on to her. So, uh, oh, Melina, oh. Melina, since you the guest and this was your idea, I'm going to let you speak on it and just sit back and enjoy the conversation. But uh, I, I don't know anything about Bahamadia, so can you school both myself oh, and, the, Baham- and the listeners? I mean, Bahamadia, so I put... Um, Q on to it, right? I was like, just check her out. She's from Philly. Um, she's known for her flow, right? She's very like soft and it's like chill music, I say. 
I mean, she only mm-hmm. had like one album, though, unfortunately. But I mean, I like her. Oh yeah. Okay. Any any no, I any, mean, any notable songs that like you know you would recommend to somebody who's never heard her stuff before? Um, there's two on the album that I that I really like was um you know how we do. Oh word word. When that's they pump, my favorite. The Jesus going to rock right. right. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Mac, you know that and, song? Yeah. I heard this song before. Put, you ain't even put me on. <laughs> <laughs> and and I like three the hard way. Mm, okay. I mean, Mac, this is up your alley. This is because she's down with the roots and gangsta on them. Yep. And and, and but yes, how could I have never heard? How, I love the roots and gangsta. I never heard. Never you, heard. You know what the thing is? Because here's why I get with this. We was just talking about these two about a few minutes ago of Foxy and Kim. So this is where like. You know, Bahamedia is more of a backpack type rapper. You know, the underground, the the lyrics, uh, conscious rapper. But it was being overshadowed with the whole sex appeal thing with mm-hmm. Foxy and Kim. So it was really hard for her to try to break out more. That now, when I mentioned the song, I remember first seeing her video on the show, The Hit List. Some people, you, you know, she had a lot of R&B and hip-hop countdown damn shows like every day. It's like Hit List and Jam Zone and Planet Groove, all that one time. So when I heard her, I said, oh, this lady is actually type nice. But they don't play, they didn't play it much because everything was about Il Nana, Big Mama Thing, or No Time and stuff. So it was really hard to try to record. And she's from Philly. So that's why I tell people, it's like, you know, Eve ain't really the first female artist no. but we get to her in a minute yeah we'll get to i her. was intrigued i was intrigued by what i heard because when melina put me on i did my research and i listened to the collage album that came what? out in in 1996 mm-hmm. and primo was all over it guru produced a track on there uh no joe or no joe for you people out there ugk uh, producer yeah, exactly. So, like, listening to it. And, and the beat, you, know, mind, I, you were over there, too. Right. Songs like Wordplay, Rugged Rough, and I Confess. D- like DJ I was Ski very, was part of that whole You Know How We Do beat. Exactly. I was I was impressed by her. I didn't hear nothing about her in 1996. So when I listened to this, I was like, wow, this is refreshing, knowing that mm-hmm. even though they're in the, in the cusp of this whole sex craze and sex appeal, you have a backpacker coming out there just keeping it to the essence and keeping it to the roots. Like, I'm a rapper. Let me rap. Yep. And you, and like like you said, you know, she's from Philly. So, you know, she has tied with the roots, with the joint. Because, you know, that's that Philly slang right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Shout out. but you're like, I'm going to check her out. I'm, nah, I'm going to che- check her out because um, now I'm intrigued. But, nah. um. Definitely check out the collage album. She had yeah. another album like a few years later. I forgot what it was, and I never got a chance to listen to it. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She came out but I don't with another think it album did. years later. I don't think it did as well as collage, though. Nah. And BB it was only Queen. like a few tracks. You're talking about BB Queen. That BB Queen, yeah. I know what. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the one. She had with, yeah, uh, like in- yeah, she had that song with a slum village in them. That's the, that's, I mean, I heard the song, but I never got a chance to hear the album. It was a song that she had with Slum Village. You know, that's another group I fucked with. Shellfish? Before Selfish. (laughs) No, Shellfish. Kanye said Shellfish. He didn't say Selfish. He said Shellfish. (laughs) But, um, 
the next the now I may be biased with this next lady that we about to talk Uh-oh. about. Uh oh. But you know, I gotta I gotta put on for my people, you know. And uh, <laughs> if you if you if you was down with Master P, then you know that you know you was about it about it, and that means you was okay by me. Talk about Mia X. And it's funny we brought up Foxy Brown earlier, because I wouldn't have heard of Foxy Brown if I didn't hear, well, we don't care because the party don't stop. Shake it to the east, shake it to the west. Uh, uh. Handle the rest. But uh, Mia X, who uh, our good our good friend T.O. here has had a huge crush on at one point in time. She was beautiful. She's still beautiful to this day. You kidding me? I love, um, I love her. I love her. Man. Shout, Mia outs X X, shout outs to Mia X. Shout out to Mia X because she uh, recently just beat cancer. So I'm going to clap it up yes. for that. Cause, cause, yes. you know, cancer, not a lot of people can say that they, uh, they knocked out cancer. So. We give her that. Um, member of Masterpiece No Limit Records. She was on so many notable um, Masterpiece songs. And, like, I know the three of us can attest to it. Um, not only did she rap, but she used to sing some of the hooks. Yes, she did. I know yes, I know did. on your favorite Masterpiece album, The Last Dawn, remember? Woke up one thinking morning. Thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about you. Just thinking. Ooh. I love it. You know, you know something? She was, about, um, she was thinking about me that time. That's why. No, 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 no. She was thinking about me. Don't do Yo, that. Yo, and not only that, but you remember when a masterpiece sampled Aaliyah and uh, she, he had Mia X singing, if the feds only knew about <laughs> them keys. Oh, God. Melina kept it, yo, yo, Melina. Mia X kept it drug related. She was just so gangster. She, she, she's actually called the Southern, the mother of Southern gangster rap. But, but I, I mean, what did you think about, especially with Foxy and Kim and all these other rappers out? What do you think made her special? Like, what separated her from the pack? Oh, well, I know. I, I got an answer for that. While Melina goes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that she was the only female rap from, like rapper from the stop at the time. Mm. Yeah, cause cause Trina came out afterward, so yeah, that yes. that's actually. Yeah, but yes. I only know her from that Master P song. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean to be fair, like if you wasn't checking for anything on No Limit, cause like the the funny thing about a good majority of those No Limit guys, they never did no they never really did any features on on other artist songs that wasn't on um, No Limit. <clears throat> um, funny fact, Mia X only ever appeared on one song as a feature that wasn't on No Limit. She was on uh, Foxy Brown's um, second album. China Doll. It was a bit of a favor. Yeah, I mean, but they had a, they had a good um, relationship, though, from what, I, um, from what I know, because Foxy, again, was on uh, Mia X Party Don't Stop. There was so, respect. Yeah, yeah it was it was it was, a, it was a respect thing, and um, and that was huge at the time because, like I said, a lot of um, a lot of no limit, a lot of no limit uh, artists never appeared on outside projects, but it was Mia X and Gangsta Boo on uh, "Bitches with Attitude" on Foxy Brown's album is the name of the song, but um, but yeah, so like Mia X, if you didn't really listen to No Limit, you wasn't gonna hear, her, but I give her a lot of credit because again, now. Only was she a rapper, but she was a, yo yo um QG. You remember that Snoop Dogg song "Slow Down"? She was singing. Slow down, dun, 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 dun. cause I, I can't, can't take the heat. Slow <laughs> down, slow down, baby. I oh, loved man. her, man. Like like Mia just had so much soul. You know what I mean? She she she's that when she said "Mama Mia," she was correct, and she got so much respect. Like she said from the OGs, they looked at her as the, as Mama Mia because. She can present herself 
with that boss level. And I think that's what helped her stand out a lot. She 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 let it be known she's a boss. She's a boss. And then lady. like not only that, but I mean I know um No Limit had Mercedes, but Mercedes was an R and B singer. She wasn't a rapper. So I mean right. think about it. You're around Snoop Dogg, Masterpiece, Sea Murder, Silk the Shocker, and and Fiend amongst other notable people and you holding your own? Like her, and she had some notable verses because her verse on "Bout It, Bout It," even though it's two verses on one song, that's it's still where I tough. Was go at. <laughs> Mac, <laughs> Mac, 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 Mac. What was she doing? What was that? <laughs> that's why. That's why I love Bia X because she was just so special with that part. Because I'm like, I'm hearing two verses at the you, same time. You know, you know, there's a story behind that, right? Tell us. Yeah, and remind the, me because I heard it, but I forgot. That wasn't done on purpose. So what happened was in the engineering process. She had spit two verses, but whoever mixed the song accidentally put both verses in in um on the same audio track. That's why um like if you listen to the song with only one headphone in, there's one ver there's a one verse playing on the left, and if you take the left out and put the right in, it's a completely different verse on the right. That I'm was an engineer. That, that, that wasn't on that purpose. Was that was a yeah. That was an engineering uh, uh error. Well, I think because I, I I think because they ran out of room on the tape. That's why. Well, you know what? He was he he he's he's he's, he's smart for that because it did sell. Shout outs to Mama Mia, who also is a college professor. If y'all didn't know, yes, she is. Yes, so yes, she uh, is. Really, really intelligent lady. Teaching hip, mm -hmm. teaching uh, she's an adjunct lecturer teaching hip hop classes at University of Houston. So shout out I, to you, Mama Mia. Does it, wait, backtrack. Yo Yo doing something similar to that. Don't she have something called Yo Yo Hip Hop School or something like that? I, wow, that's pretty cool that she got that. I, I don't know. But, um, she's teaching that to do with hip-hop and stuff. So, But shout-out to me, Mamma Mia. But yeah, Mamma Mia didn't last long in her rap game. First album was 95, last album was 98. And like after she okay. left No Limit, she completely fell out of the rap game. It's not like she went to another label and got signed or something. I'm like not even going to lie. I, didn't, I was always wondering where she went. Nah, she was just like, nah, I'm going to chill. But that brings yeah. us to... Uh, uh, one of my other favorite uh, female oh, MCs. Um, she comes from Virginia. She used to kick it with Timberland, Magoo, and Aaliyah. I can't stand the ring. Missy Elliott, who uh, I'm very, very fond of. Uh, and it's funny because this is a ladies' first episode, and like my favorite Missy Elliott track is uh, is with Lil Kim. So, I mean. That, that says a lot in and of itself. Super Duper Fly was her first album, and that album was so dope. And you know what's funny, Love though? It. Because we talking about Ladies First. Tracks two and three of this album hit him with the He Is With Lil' Kim and Sock It To Me's right after her and the Brat. So, I mean, <laughs> the iron. People, people, people loved Missy. Like, all the ladies loved Missy. All the fellas loved Missy. She was just universally liked by everybody. So, um... So, Melina, let me ask you, I mean, when did you first hear about Missy, and what was your thoughts when you initially heard Missy Elliott? Well, I first started hearing her in a whole bunch of remixes, right? She was like an SWV one, and I would see her in the Puffy video, too, and I was like, wait, who is this woman? Like, she's on every song. And then when I first heard um, Super Duper Fly, the one I can't stand the ring, I hated that song. Really? <laughs> I hated it. Like, especially when the video came out. Like it was, I was just not really a fan. But she has a lot of like, she's a lot of fun. Like she always has fun with her music videos. And I would say my favorite Missy song is probably Hot Boys. 
Hot Boys? Hot Boys. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, about that. that your favorite, your favorite Q-tip for Q-tip and Nas, huh? Yeah, I was not happy. He only had eight bars. He should have had sixteen. <laughs> uh, rude. Yo, let me tell, let me tell y'all something. When I first heard Missy, it was, it was the rain. It was super duper fly. And you know, you're watching these video music programs. I see this woman on the on the TV screen. She's got this big black outfit. She's got these goggles on. And she's like, when the rain hits my window, I smoke on some Indo. And then I'm like, picky, picky, picky. I'm like, who is this? What is she talking about? This is the most original, creative thing I've ever heard. This is something so different. And that's what made me a Missy Elliott friend. She was different. She was so unique and just so special and so creative. She did something that no other females were doing. That's why she got so much love, because she didn't copy anybody. She didn't bite anybody. She came with an original style that was needed at the time. And Hype Williams made a lot of money directing Missy Elliott videos. I, I, I say the same thing. When I Actually, when I first heard Missy, just before the rain, I heard her on MC, I saw MC Light's uh, Rock the Party remix. But then, like, not too long after, that's when I first got into, like, uh, The Rain. And then, you know, she had that whole collective group with uh, Timberland and Magoo, Ump Jumps the Boogie, mm-hmm. which gets slapped up, which going to do, ooh, which going to do, <laughs> what the hell that was about. And she wrote and, songs uh, for a lot of she, artists. For Lydia, yeah. Tweet, she, mm-hmm. and, and when I first saw her, like you said, I said, this is really original. I've never seen this before. Because we went from, like, like rough, rough lyrical females. Then we went to sex appeals. Now we go into like animation type. Exactly. Female. It was so She's animated. A- Everything she did back in the day was so animated, and I just love that she used that particular style to let you know that's Missy L. Now you're really looking at Missy Elliott. You know, shout out to Virginia because you got a lot of you know legends from what from Pharrell to Timberland to Missy to the clips. To the clips yeah but missy this is why and i'm glad she finally got her flowers when she was inducted to like the songwriter hall of fame because it was way long overdue how I many have, missy out how many missy albums do you have in your possession Al? uh i actually have five i have super duper mm-hmm. fly i have the real world i have missy so addictive i have under construction and i have the cookbook i'm a, I'm nice. a missy well, fan bro but let me nice. ask y'all because Go I, i'm, I'm gonna ask the three of y'all because everybody i've ever asked this to has given me a different answer. But out of her whole body of work, which album do you feel is her absolute best? And we'll we'll start with Melina since you know you're our guest here. I'm gonna was it the one under construction, the one that had um work it? Yes, it's under construction. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I, I, I think I'm I'm gonna go with that one because I feel like in that album she had like the most like the most hits. Okay. I mean she did have Bring the Pain with Method Man. Which was huge. I, I got my I got my answer. Go ahead, Mac. <laughs> I got Miss E so addictive. I think that solidified her career right there. You know what's funny? Because I think One Minute Man is like her most infamous single out of all the thing, Actually, all the singles get, she ever. Get, re- your, get your freak on was more infamous than that. Even though, yeah, even though I, she was speaking Japanese in that song. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Wait, wait a minute. I mean, wasn't she speaking it on the other record? One thong thing, a thong thing, a thing. 
<laughs> on working, right? <laughs> exactly. She did the same thing. <laughs> Wait, so it wasn't working on under construction? Yes, it was. It was uh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Just a, Yep, Under Construction had a uh, had a uh, Work It and uh yeah and I like the remix of Work It better with 50 Cent on it. With 50, yes. But uh, that's just me. Um, QG, your your um your favorite your, well what you think is the best Missy album? See, we got two oh, different answers right so far. Oh man, you know what it is, man. Oh, it's you said tough. best album? I thought best. you said what? Oh okay. I thought you said I'm like gonna, a best work that solidified gonna, career. I'm, I'm going to go different. I mean, I love both those albums. I love them. Absolutely love them. But The Real World, that's my favorite Missy album. I, see, and and, and, I, and I go with Super Duper Fly. So, again, four different answers, but I'm not. But all all those albums are good, though. I, I can't front. Nah, they all good. All good. Consistent. Great sound. Great production. Uh, Melina, let me ask you, like, there's something special about Missy and Timberland. What do you think that is? It's like it never failed with those two. You know how you got certain producers and MCs that get together. What was it about Timberland and Missy that just made it work every time? Oh, man. Well, Timberland is one of my favorite producers. And then with Missy Elliott, too, of course, like everything that they do is going to be original, creative, right? It was, it was different at the time, too. So uh-huh. they, have, they have such great chemistry. And, and 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 I think it was a, a a Virginia thing because you know Timberland from Virginia, Missy from Virginia, they are really really good mm-hmm. friends. And and like Melina said, their chemistry is impactful. Anytime you have Missy and Timberland, it's going to be a hit. And Timberland, you know, he's up, he's back there ad libbing as well. But <laughs> it works. But it works in my opinion when it comes to Missy and Timmy. Yep. Match made although, in heaven. Although, although he needs to start rapping, but yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> I mean, she said it. She said, me without Timberland is like Puff without no mace. So everybody be the judge of that line. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Puff is good friends too, by the way. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but moving on, though. Now, here's somebody I have a personal, deep-seated issue with. Uh-oh. We'll get, we'll get to that. I respect her as as a musician, as a lyricist, as a rapper, but I I don't fuck with her as a person. We talking about Lauren Hill. Would y'all so, would y'all like me to ex- share the story first or or after we talk about Miss Hill? No, go go. So back in around 2010, she had a concert, right? Um, uh, oh, out in Brooklyn. Oh, this is going. <laughs> and uh, I happened to be one of the unfortunate human beings who bought a ticket to this concert. <laughs> and the concert was supposed to start at 8 p.m. It was in um, well, Tito, you live in Williamsburg. You know where the um, where they have like that park with the sound stage. That will be uh, yes, it was not McCarran Park, but I believe it was. Well, she was supposed to perform there, and um, I bought I had bought a ticket. Uh, it was me and and uh and a homegirl of mine, and uh-huh. uh and, and one of my homeboys. So we went. And because, you know, we fuck with Lauren Hill, like Miss Education, Lauren Hill, certified rap classic to this day. So we went and we bought the tickets started at eight o'clock Um, the opening. Well, her set was supposed to start at eight o'clock. The opening acts was like, you know, seven. But for the first hour, seven to eight. So she she's supposed to come on at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock comes. No Lauren Hill. Nine o'clock comes. No Lauren Hill. Ten o'clock. So kudos to all of us for still waiting around because you know she was the headliner of the performance everybody want to see miss lauren hill well so, yeah. hold on hold on so 11 o'clock comes 
And I give us credit for still standing there three hours later. And she finally arrives. She arrives. And, bro, you could have swore, like, the Pope hopped out of his motorcade. Because she, she got on that stage, standing ovation. Everybody was just ready. We... We was ready to stop clapping. We was gonna stand there and shut the fuck up and listen to what she had what what she had to perform. You know what she <laughs> had the audacity to do? Uh-oh. She she cursed out the crowd, talking about she, um she gave she gave she gave us all the great years of her life and now it's time to take take them back and blah blah blah. And I'm like, pardon? Like we waited three hours outdoors for you to show up late to not even perform, and then she walked off the stage like it was nothing. Yo, there's been so many incidents where she has to perform and she purposely shows up late. And I and a lot of people were starting to wonder what the hell is with her just showing up late to something that she is scheduled to perform at. Not even scheduled to perform. You're the headliner. Bro, because honestly, all those other acts that opened up for her, I didn't know who they were. I wasn't there to see them. I wanted to see <laughs> Lauren Hill. Like, so, so, yo, ever since then, like, I'll listen to her music occasionally, but... After that bad experience, and the, and the worst part is the, the promoter of the concert didn't even, like, he knew he had to give refunds because what she did was pretty fucked up. And he, he didn't want, I mean, I can't blame him because, you know, he took a big L, but, no no pun intended. But, um, yeah, like, I just I just feel like you don't treat your fans like that. Like, we waited three, we waited three hours for you to arrive, and then you, you go and do that? Like, that ain't cool. And I think, I think that story that um got covered in like a newspaper or something like it was that big of a deal i was about was. to say that i did hear about that yeah like and it it's, was it's funny too not i don't um was funny too i did see her the following year too at rock the bells concert she was like one of the headliners and um, i was afraid about that too i'm like oh man she's probably gonna show up like two hours late she did show up she did show up on time, I think, but she just sounded so bad. Like, it well, while well, she wasn't showing up on time lately, we we, we still got to acknowledge her for her accomplishments. And, and it's yeah. like, just based on one album, eight Grammys? Eight, well, how much was it? Eight over? I mean, we got to talk, uh, yeah, like, 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 we definitely got to talk about that. Um, uh, Melina, you know all about the Fugees, obviously. And you know yes. Lauren Hill was in the Fugees. Her going solo, the transition from that, like, people kind of thought that, okay, Lauren Hill is the one. Like, in this group, there's something special about her. She could rap and she could sing. So when she came out with the Miseducation and knowing that album, what did you think of it? When she when she took that I mean, going so like everyone else, I, I went and bought the CD, right? Because you have to, and and it was a classic. And mm-hmm. I was happy when she did her solo album. Like, don't get me wrong, the the Fugees is amazing group, right? And yep. they were all talented, but she was the one that stood out the most. So mm-hmm. with an album that had like R and B, hip hop, you know, like come on, like that, that you didn't see things like you didn't see albums like that. Absolutely, I love Lauren. Like I love Lauren, like just and, and and the route she took on the miseducation, she spoke on so many different things. She spoke about what was going on in her personal life. Mm-hmm. She spoke about empowering black women and women in general and just making them better and just giving them an opportunity to do more. And Mac, I know you want to touch this whole thing with uh the, the the first song on the album when she is just black 
Because come on, come on, come on, come on. And like, and like, nah, but like Lauren Hill, she's a dope lyricist. She proved that on the food on on the score. Um, yeah, and then not only not only can she rap, but again, going back to like with, with, with the situation with Mia X, she can sing too. So and, you know, and, and it started with mostly because what really got the singing part is people know her as Lauren Hill the rapper. But before the Fugees, we had someone named Whoopi Goldberg for the <laughs> of Sister Act Two back in the habit when Lauren played Miss Rita Watson. Yes, I remember that name. Yes, she did. I love that song she did with what's that that girl when they would talk about um Miles on the Sparrow. Woo! Yes, yes. That movie. But Melina, while we're here, you know we got to do it, right? <laughs> now let me ask you this question. I rule the world. Let me ask you this question. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Mary, not Lauren. What did you? What do you think of that? They got it right though. No, sorry, yeah, sorry, right. no, Mary, Mary, know. Mary. I love you, Mary, but Lauren Hill was the right choice. <laughs> Yeah, no. Sorry, she already Mary. had a song out with, with Nas at the time, didn't she? Or was it a year later? It was a year later on the Share My World album. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it's so, single too. No. Because they because the label perfect. because the label was going off the strength of the Meth and Mary record. So they was like, okay, she did this classic with Meth. She could do this with Nas, but due to the connection on Columbia with the Fugees and Lauren, Lauren came in and she just she just killed it. They she have, killed that and one. I, I love the chemistry together. Yes. Yes. Nas and Lauren together. Um, um, since y'all both Nas fans, wasn't there supposed to be a song a few years ago released and Lauren Hill was on it again to talk about it wasn't you? Yes. Because I don't and, and I felt bad because her vocals was a little off. It was many, many years later. This is when Lauren was going through her problems. Yes. And right. And even though Nas will do a show, and he'll bring Lauren out to do If I Rule the World. Like, anytime he does a show and he wants to do that record, he'll have Lauren come out and do the vocals for that record. Like, he'll he'll hold her down. Mm-hmm. But yes, her her vocals were, you know, were, were off at the time. Because she was going through a lot. Yeah. It just, I mean, I mean, I know I know it's like a decade past Mess Educational Lauren Hill, but... When it came to that album, and 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 you 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 showed her, she showed her range both singing and rapping. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really have that much, not even through men around that time. Not even men were rapping and singing on albums like that. But it nope. came to people like Lauren Hill and Missy, or Queen Latif for them. So the women sort of had, I mean, if you want to count both thugs and harmony, but they harmonized it. But we're talking about singing a song and then the next record they rapping the song she got five grammys five, five grammys for that album best new artist best r&b song best female r&b vocal performance and best mm-hmm. r&b album and she got album of the year she was on top of the world album of the year 98 over hard knock life volume two all that mm-hmm. mm. Mm, mm, mm. And I think uh, Lauren deserved it. I don't care what anyone says. Yes. Yeah, I, she did. I, I agree and, with and, that. And, and, and if you really look at it, she's really the winner of the Fugees because did, did the carnival get a Grammy Award? No. 
Yeah, but I, 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 I would say that. Why? I would say Wyclef made it, made made it further in the music business than she, than she did. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously he did, yeah. but you know, but Lauren, but Lauren branched out quickly into the solo artist a year after, and she gets five Grammys. A ghetto superstar, no carnival can even get five Grammys. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Uh, but Wyclef does have consistency of a legacy more than Lauren. Yeah, because and and Wyclef, has has been on on more things than that. But shout outs to Miss Lauren Hill, even though you, uh, I would never if I ever see you <laughs> for a concert again, I'm oh, not, go. I'm not going. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. I don't. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll get you a ticket, Al. I'll get you a ticket. I'll get you, you a might, ticket. Let's go. You might as well throw it in the trash oh. and donate it to charity. But um, this, and you know, no episode of the Rap Lab is the Rap Lab without me going on a little rant. So there you go. That's my rant for this episode. But um, our next, now our next, it's crazy because our next um, FEMC we're going to talk about, I only know her through features. I don't know anything about her solo work. Um, I know she was um, signed to Rockefeller Records back in 2000. Uh, we talk it's about your girl, Mac. It's your girl, Mac. A million gone. A million. <laughs> how, many cr- how many crushes you had, T.O.? I, I never really got into much of a mil- Well, as far as a lot. <laughs> Light was one. Uh, definitely Foxy was another one. Kim I liked. Trina Mia definitely. Mia X you liked. Mia X. Um... I, I, Emil, she was cute. She was kind of cute. I her don't know start, her she, upbringing. Her start. I don't know where the hell she is to this day. Cause it goes how she got on. Um, you know, at, at the time when Jay was doing Hard Knock Live Volume Two, he put Emil on the song because he asked Emil to freestyle. It was yep. an all female group called Major Coins. I remember about the Major Coins. Right, she was in it, and mm-hmm. she freestyled, and he liked it. So he, you know, he put her on and we, we all know the breakout record. I mean, I mean, you know, Melina, you can back me up. Can I get a, you know, what I mean? Can I get a, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I honestly, mean, that's all yeah. I know her from, too. Right. You know, you know, makes, other rock songs, huh? you know, it makes me mad. Jay-Z is real selfish when he came to the mill. All he did was give a hook or can I get a what, what, then nigga, what, nigga, who, then... Uh, hey, Pop. what was that? Hey, that Poppy. Too, um, hey, Poppy. Oh. What soundtrack was that on? The Nutty Professor 2, was it? Hey, yes, Poppy. But, and, uh, then, and then her song for the fam, she barely had few bars, and Jay-Z took the last verse with like 20, 21. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I was got the song, and he's taking most of the spotlight. Selfish. You know, come what to think it? of it, come, <laughs> come to think, think, sorry to cut you off, but come to think of it, there's only one non-Rockefeller song I ever heard Emil on. The song with Beyonce? No, I didn't oh. even know she had a song with Beyonce. Yeah, Yo, um, that was that was on her album. She was wow. on. She was on. Um, she was on a song with LL Cool J on his Goat album. Yes, she was. Yes. Oh. She was on the song with LL for his gold album. Yes. Do you guys remember her from her role in State Property One? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Yo, she's the one about, that killed BDC. She's the one that killed yeah, yeah. How you blow his brains out and being still appear back in, in number two? That don't make sense. Go <laughs> we'll talk to the director, T.O. Well, apparently Dame has a explain, explaining to do. 
Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, Mac, if you think about it, wasn't Jay Z speaking to her in Ebonics? Can you translate? First of all, is your haircut? <laughs> what the hell was that? That was terrible acting. Oh god. Uh, as far as a mill goes, I can't. I mean, I can't remember her on anything that didn't involve Hove or Memphis Bleak or Beans, other than that one LL song. Yeah. So I mean, I mean her album, her album a mill, all money is legal, which was which came out in two thousand. That's where you got that Beyonce song from. Um, um, Melina, she she did that oh, song okay, on okay. there. Yeah, and then you know the album did come out, but Rockefeller dropped her. And you remember Jay Z this uh on the uh, Blueprint album, the intro. He's like, if you want to get on, son, you got to drop a mill. You and them slick subliminals, Jay. We caught on, son. <laughs> but, uh, I did not uh, know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not mu- it's not much uh, Not much on the mill we have to go by. Yeah. But this next MC, we got plenty of material because you know who's that girl? Eve's that girl. Oh, man. Yo, Eve got a special place in my heart, man. Like, I respect Eve. Yo, did you hear how he, the story of how she even got into the Rough Riders? Tell us. She had to battle in succession the whole locks and DMX. And, and, and they respected her enough that they took her into the group. That's big. Can you imagine going again? Melina, can you imagine what's going on in her mind? She got to go at the locks and X. So you got to go up on. against DMX, Jadakiss, Sheik, Luch, and Styles P in succession? I would have gave up. I know. Well, good for her because I think she was a good fit for the for the Rough Riders. So that was, you know, the first thing. You know, you know what I liked about Eve. I liked Eve too, and I thought, yes, I'm I'm being a little bit of a whatever on when it comes to these ladies. But Eve, Eve to me was cute because she had that gangster sex appeal. She was just a gangster sex appeal when she came out, and I loved it. The short redhead dude. It was it was Eve. That was her signature look. I always look. found her beautiful, and it, to me, Hell I yeah. think that she's getting better with age. She's like wine; like she gets better with age. Yeah, she's is she on that show to talk now? She's one of the yeah, other, she is. Oh, she is. I, I knew she yeah. had yeah. her own like sitcom show for a while too, right? Ah, uh, I used to now, watch the show. Now, now I, got a, I got a problem with that. Uh oh. <laughs> How you call it Eve, but your name is Shelly? Well, her name is Shelly, and Miss Shelly did the she, intro. <laughs> I know. Miss Elliot did the intro. Come on. Eve, Eve, how you doing? And then, uh. character was more of a Shelly than an Eve. I I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Nah, but that that whole, uh. Nah, her Scorpion album. I mean, all all three of the albums that I have from her is fire, but Scorpion, yo, when, uh, when her and Dr. Dre and Gwen Stefani, um, hooked up. Oh, let me blow your mind. Oh, man. I mean, let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys. First time I heard of Eve was Eve of Destruction on the Mm. Bulwark soundtrack. That was the name I knew her from. And I was like, okay, Eve of Destruction. And then fast forward, she's down with the Rough Riders and she she just shortens it to Eve. And Mac, you could touch on this. That song with the roots. Yep, you got me. That and, verse and, was and the funny crazy. part is, they didn't really credit her when they put the video out. It kept saying the roots were Erica Badu. Erica when I first right. heard the song, I thought it was Erica rapping. I was like, Me too. What, what the hell? I'm <laughs> like, like, who is that? Me too. And she killed it. She killed it. And then and then you got, you know, uh uh on the song with Nokio, What Y'all Want. Everybody knows about that. Which right? was on her first album, right? 
Yeah, yeah that was her first album. Well, we yes. walked. I can't touch. Oh. <laughs> I, yo, and then I thought that was drag on at first. I didn't know that. <laughs> See, Finocchio doing the part. But oh, she did no. have a track with Dragon, I think, on the first album too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. He was. Uh, it was a posse cut. It was um, scenario two thousand. Yes, but she also had another track. Let's. You talk about. Let's talk about. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, my, that was a single. Let's talk about E V E. Nah, but my, my, you know my yo, like you know what the thing about that is, Swiss Beats was coming out with those that signature Rough Riders type beats. Those things was hot. Nah, my favorite, my favorite track from that first album, Philly, Philly, is oh, where I am it. from. <laughs> oh, with Beans? With Beans, yeah. I mean, she got so much respect for Philly. Corrupt was a big fan of hers and she's, everything like she's that. She's from Philly, though. Yeah, yeah she she's is. from Philly. So all the Philly MCs gave her gave her nothing but love. But um, Melina, you know, you know, Foxy was 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 hating on Eve too. There was a little issue. Yeah, I think Foxy was hating on everybody at this point. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She uh she lost me with, with Evolution. Evolution. Yeah, I didn't I didn't particularly feel that album. Oh, she like, lost I, me with Return with that tambourine. Oh, get God. your tambourine up. I hate that song. I didn't like that song. I didn't like that song either. Oh, get good. your tambourine on, get your tambourine. No. Like like don't get me wrong. I, I understand that Alicia Keys was the most popular R and B act at the time, but I just didn't like Gangsta Lovin'. Alicia Keys ain't no, no gangster. She don't know. She don't I, know. I like that song. Mm. <laughs> well, it's for the ladies, so of course. Ah, this one rocky. <laughs> she had another song with True Hurts too. Nah, but but I get I give her I give her I give her all the respect in the world because to get the approval of, of Jada Kiss and the rest of the locks and DMX, mm-hmm. they they not they not just gonna fuck with just anybody. And they probably going into that battle, they probably underestimated her because she was a woman. So She's at least that's my the skirt. Pitbull so, in the skirt, like she say. Nah, but shout outs to Eve. Uh, our next femcy, I don't really know much about. Um, so I'm gonna leave it to y'all to educate me and the people, but let's talk about Rod Digger real quick. Oh, you mean Max Auntie? <laughs> oh God! Oh no, not this again. <sighs> Rod Digger, talk Dirty about Harriet. it. Dirty Harriet. Wait, who's speaking? Go ahead, no, anybody. No, 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 we here. Go, no, go, Mac, go. Talk about your auntie. Oh, Rod Digger. Well, she's one of, if you want to call it, the first lady of then. Uh, Buster Rhymes, Flipmode Squad. This is the time when Buster Rhymes left uh, Leaders of the New School. You know, he went to do mm-hmm. his own thing. And then next thing, it comes out to the whole Flipmode Squad with Rod Digger being like the first lady of it. And um, it was a lot of people with Split Star, Lord Have Mercy, what a name, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the first time we saw Rod Digger was even before um, Flipmode Squad because she appeared on the Fuji's album. Yes, on the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yes. And that was a hot track. So it was sort of like not much of an unknown Rod Digger. And she another one that's from um 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 Brick City. She's from Jersey. Yeah, she is. She another one that's from Newark. So we already had Queen Latifah from Newark. Now fast four years later, mm-hmm. you got Rod Digger representing out of um things. She was also spotted. For the um lyricist, I think she was on the lyricist lounge. She was um, on lyricist lounge, yep. volume one. And, yes, and, and that and, and because of that, it led into a big of a meeting because there's a story about how she ended up on the lyricist lounge mm-hmm. and it caught a it sort of caught Q Tip's attention. So of course it brought her to Buster Rhymes, because you know, Buster and Q Tip are very, very good friends. 
all the way from the tribe and leaders in the new school era. So when that came, Busta Rhymes was like, "Who uh, meet Rod Digger?" Right off the back, gave an opportunity. Now join Flipmode Squad, and then she comes out with the well. You always gotta make up that song of the flip mode. Cha 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 cha. That niggas want to get down. Cha 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 cha. I mean, I mean, she played the cut for a long time, but I'm, but I mean, Melina, what did you think of Rod Digger? I liked her since I first heard her on the score, and then when she came out with um, Thirty Harriet, I liked her. You know, I liked her flow. It was different at the time for a woman, right? But uh-huh. she had a couple of joints. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was with the Outsiders. I forgot about that too. With Eminem, she, she and- was with that. Yeah, um, Young Z and all the rest of those guys. She was down with the crew, and um, she she's a backpacker. She comes with the punchlines and the lyricism, and she takes it very serious. One oh, she favorite- the one I had a crush on. Sorry. Well, I mean, one of my favorite songs is, is the one with on the Reflection Eternal album, where you know with, with Exhibit. Oh yeah, she she went in on that one. Down, 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 down. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She said, "She said putting heads to bed like Hennessy and Nyquil. That's my favorite line. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I like the Imperial too. Oh yeah, the Imperial. The Imperial. That was tough. that was a that was a debut. Uh, a good debut album. Yes, that was um, fire. Rod Digger gets a lot of credit. Now I gotta get into some Rod Digger because, like I said, I I and see, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I personally don't know." Much of Rod Digger outside of her flip mode features, but and 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 I know she I I think I heard I laughed when I saw this. She has like this uh I think she's on a podcast now. Oh, really? she is. Oh, you want you want to guess? It's it's called I think it was called something Godcast, and it's with comedian Godfrey and and Chris. You're gonna laugh. Who else is on it? Who else is on? Lord Jamar. Oh God, oh! you mean your, your uncle? Lord Jamal, your brother. That's your yeah, older uncle, brother. Yeah, uncle, uncle Jamal, or whatever you want to call him. No, that's your older brother. Your older oh, brother, yeah. Lord Jamal. Word. <laughs> yeah, Melina. Um, this goes on forever. So just yeah, Melina. The rule is, if they ever had dreads, whether they cut them off or didn't, as long as they had dreads one point in time, they related to Tio. Well, according to, <laughs> well, according to QG, it's extensive because apparently I'm loud. So he asked people like Ghostface and them idiots in it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ghostface, Craig Mack, they loud just as, just like you are. Boy, <laughs> all the time. But uh, our next, our next, next uh, femc next we're gonna talk about. Uh, she disturbs the peace, so to speak. You know, uh, we talk about Shauna, who was the oh first lady of uh, DTP. My she was ex- getting some head, getting, getting, some, getting head. some head. Like, oh man, yo, Shauna, she, I, she, 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 she was on, she was on Ludacris albums for for a long time. Yes. Yes. Yep. And we talked about this earlier, Melina. She's from Chicago. I didn't yeah, know I, that. I yeah, was yeah. too early. I didn't know much about Shauna, but I think didn't she have like a super group too before? I know yes, she had she was. some group. I know she had some group and it was called something syndicate. But I don't remember yes. the first word. Yes, yes. Infamous. It was infamous. The infamous syndicate. And they opened yes. up for Junior Mafia too. Yes, they well, you did. Know, you know what's funny? Mentioning that um that Shauna is from Chicago. Ludacris, a lot of people don't know this. People think he's born in Atlanta. He moved to Atlanta. He's originally from Illinois. Yep. That's correct. Wait, so That's I just correct. found out the group that she was in was with Remy Ma and Jackie O, and it was called Threesome. Threesome. <laughs> what a name for a group. What a name for a group. Seriously? I mean, hey, I mean, it's, I mean they bad as hell. 
Well, Jackie, I don't know about, but Shauna and Remy, they bad. <laughs> yeah, not, but Shauna didn't have Shauna didn't have much of a of a solo career though. No, nah, she didn't. She, she really could rap. She did release a debut album worth the wait, but I don't remember what she did after that. Hey, but listen, that was my girl from Def Jam Fight for New York every time. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yo, you know what I felt bad? Speaking of that game, bro, like, I feel bad because, you know, I fought her and she fell on the train tracks and the train came, man. <laughs> I felt you so killed bad. Shorter? I, no. I, it was, it, I mean, I wanted to win the match, but, like, I, I, I just felt bad, man. Shorter you got killed Shorter? And, and the funniest thing was I did it with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How you got Snoop fighting Shauna in a match? What? It was it was an exhibition, man. No, that's not right, man. That's not right. You, Snoop Dogg was my favorite character in that game. Well, you wrong for that. You couldn't get fat. You, exactly. Fight, fight a man, bro. See what I'm talking about, Melina? Tell you this guy ain't good. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. It was coincidence, all right? I got a question, Melina. Were you a fan of Shauna or no? Sort of. Not really. I mean, she was with the time that she was on like the Ludacris songs. But other than that, I didn't really know her. Yeah, and I feel bad because she was more. She's more known to the Disturbing the Peace group, but more to like features on Ludacris songs. By the way, what the hell was she doing on that Beanie Man track? She killed it. Oh, on the remix, right? She uh, killed it, dude. The dude she killed it, it, but that accent wasn't working, bro. <laughs> I love you know she's used to, you know she's used to sipping the gray goose. Come on now. Nah, uh, I don't. I mean, it, it was. I know what she was saying, but it was the accent that was making me laugh. <laughs> but um, this next FMC we all should be familiar with because you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you know Remy Remy Ma. She Remy Ma's oh, got a storied oh. history. Member of. Remember Terror Squad, and yes, and for the folks out there who would be like, oh, but that wasn't the original Terror Squad. Listen, she did songs with Big Pun. You don't believe me? Go listen to Yeah, Baby. I think you know one of bugged me out. What's up? Bugged me out. Her real name, Reminis Martin. Like her real name, because because the first time I heard of Remy Ma was on Miss Martin was on the Pun, you know, album. Yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah. But then. Live My Lifestyle remix comes out with Jada kissing, you know, and Fat Joe. And then Jada kept calling her Reminisce. I'm like, Reminisce? And I looked it up. I'm like, wow, that's her actual name. And and her, and her Monica name is actually short for both Remy and Mackie. I mean, Reminisce and Mackie, because that's her last name. Or even though she was calling herself Remy Martin at one point, but... And like, but I mean, Mal- yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, Melina, what you think? Castle Hill. I, I first I mean, heard of Emmy wasn't it on the Annie Up remix? Ooh, that's what she got. Yeah. That first, right? I think that's when yep. I first heard her. And then I heard again when she was in the Terror Squad. So yeah, no, I love Remy Martin or Remy Ma, I should say. But but um yeah, but but yeah, but like, but I don't even think she's really known for. And this goes back to what we said about Queen Latifah early in the episode. Remy Ma, I don't even think she's known for her music more so than her appearances on Love and Hip Hop. And you know, people, you know, you mean, you mean, you mean the song, you mean, you mean, you mean hating bad music? <laughs> oh, oh my I god! I feel like she went to Love and Hip Hop because, like, remember, she got arrested, so she did have like seven years. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think she didn't want to be known as just Remy, the girl who just came out in XCon. She she wanted to like try something different, or maybe she needed money too, and that's why she went on Love and Hip Hop. 
But um, yeah, and I, I think and I think she's even, she's well known for that in her marriage to Papoose. Yes, honestly, because like I talk to like I talk to some people who claim they they like rap, and I'd be like, yo, so you remember Remy Ma? She 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 did that song with Big Pun. Oh nah, fam, I only know her from all the way up, and I'm like, what? Mm mm. No, she goes way much. back. Granted, all the way up is the song that like got her relevant again, as it like we like like it did for Fat Joe, but. And I don't know if you guys remember too. She even did um, was it that show that MTV did Fight Club? She did like Fight that. Club. She yes. was she, she battled Lady, Lady Love. Battle Lady Love. Battle Lady Love. But you know, but you know what though? Her, and this song used to be all over Hot 97, but conceited was the shit. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Get that, it popping. That song was like whatever to me. I really was not. A <laughs> you wouldn't even like whatever conceited. Was whatever. I'm whatever conceited. Was I need a reason. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't her, her style. Like, you know, I was... I agree I, with I, Melina. I agree. You know, what, yeah. you know, and you know what the thing is? It felt like... It, it felt like how the whole... Because now you're going based uh, off the Terror Squad True Story album, but... Mm-hmm. And, and that's left to tensions between her and Joe because she wasn't happy that how it was a bit, like, promoted, right? And it caused a bit of a rift between her and Joe for a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's how she ended up mostly on that Cuba Link diss track Moment of truth with Sakes and Tony Sunshine doing the hook. By the way, I mean it was it was kind of crazy because 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 you know we talked about Pun you know with Pun's health and this is when Remy Ma came in and then we're like okay we got a first lady of the Terror Squad now this is something different and then when Pun passed you know Joe took the reins and Remy came in and everything just changed after that so now it's like. Hey, you got a raw spitter, but you're trying to also have a have commercial success of making records like Conceited and all the other stuff like that. So it's like, but her personality, Remy don't play around. Nope. Mm-hmm. She don't, she will get in your face. She don't care. Nope. Can we talk about she there too? That this? <laughs> oh, no. Please, please. 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 Get into it. Get into it. No, please. <laughs> Tell us about the Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj, oh, Sheetha. Tell us your thoughts about that. That that's a good one. Tell us about Spank, that. spanking. Well, I mean, like I said right earlier, they love putting two women against each other. So at the time, right, she she was like, "Let me go after Nicki." And I remember all of a sudden I woke up and I, and I started seeing all over Facebook and Instagram about this this song. And I'm like, "Oh shit, what happened?" And I listened to it and I was mind blown because. She sampled, she took Nas's ether and then I remixed it with you know Sheether and she she went hard at Nikki. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. She she didn't play around like Remy comes from the battle, so that's her element. Like this is a battle. Nikki is playing she, herself. Sheether, come on now. She from <laughs> Castle Hill too. Oof. What? She, she you know she ain't gonna play. Uh, don't get that yeah, girl like, fired Nikki up. Did even come back? I don't even remember if she did. If she did, Nikki will brag about sales and stuff. That's all she does. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I it's, mean, but but shout out to Remy. I'm glad because her and Fat Joe had a falling out. I'm glad they're good again. It was good to see them uh, together absolutely. all the way up. Um, mm-hmm. Our next FMC we're going to talk about. Uh, somebody I don't really pay too much attention to myself, but. I mean, I know Nitty Scott is very popular among certain circles, so let's uh, let's talk about Nitty Scott real quick. I mean, she's from Brooklyn, Mac. You know about Nitty Scott? 
Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Say it again. No, actually, I didn't get a chance to um listen to her like that. Wow. They didn't somebody, read, somebody, okay. some, somebody from New York that Mac don't listen to. Wow. <laughs> not because it because they didn't really they didn't really promote her. I mean I didn't really get on to who she was because I ain't gonna lie I sort of fell out a bit for like hip hop for like a good few years because I felt like it was whack and and all that stuff but I heard her song um was it something with Zap Mama something like that I, I heard I know there was a name called Zap Mama which was a hilarious name to me and I think it was called um what was it? It's a it's a Spanish type word. Oh, la despora. If I'm saying it right. No, no, no. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely right. First time I seen her was in a cipher. It was the BET Hip Hop Awards. It was in uh, it was 2011. That's, that's where yeah. I saw. It, but I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Oh wow, that was like a long time ago. She was that that like because when I looked at the name, I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this name before. And she was also part of the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. The lineup that was head with uh, Q-Tip and and uh, and a couple of other people, and you know I know that she's down with Kendrick. I know she's down with um, you know Action Bronson and, and, and all these other people. And what I loved about her style when I heard about it today, Melina put me on. She comes from the Essence era, the MC Light cloth, the Lauryn Hill cloth. She's mm-hmm. influenced by the Wu Tang Clan. Slum Village is is is, is a couple of her. Uh, is, is a couple of her favorites and she's afro she's afro puerto rican afro boricua yes she's representing she's putting that together so melina you could touch on this uh your thoughts on 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 this mc nitty scott who came out in like 2004 correct around there i first heard her was when she um she was in a group called no Fanti with um bodega bands and joel ortiz right they have this song mm. called Ola. So, yeah i mean, think like world star put it out right so i listened to it and i remember her verse came on and i was like wow she just like freaking destroyed the other two right wow so i started listening to her freestyles and i was very impressed by her and it's and i think she's a little underrated i mean because I think it's because she's not doing what the other female rappers are doing nowadays, you know, like twerking and stuff like that. She's not she's not using her sexuality. Right. And I'm mad at myself that I never got a chance to catch on to this girl. Because, I, I, like I said, the BET Awards, I'm sorry, the Hip Hop um, Cypher, I saw her, yeah. but I never got a chance to, like, go deeper, uh, dig deep into her skills and her talent. Right. And then, and then when you guys said, because I remember something about that whole thing with Ortiz and Salon Remy. Remy was part of that whole thing too, and um, that's the only time I ever heard something. But I don't remember which track it was. But it was a, co- a collaborative album with Ortiz and um, the other few people you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, she, yeah, but, she's considered a conscious rapper. That's her level. And and I, I I I didn't. That's why I'm saying I'm a little upset because I wish I'd have known about this lady. You know, a long time ago, not a long time ago, after the BET Hip Hop Award Cypher, because I just fell apart, you know, of hip hop music, because I just felt like it's a little whack for the past decade. Mm-hmm. So if I would have dug deeper and got how I like to say, I always stumble onto certain people by accident, then I would have been like, oh my God, I'm glad I stumbled onto this person by accident. Now I can see what this person really about. And Al, you'll like her because her, because her, uh, her mother is Puerto Rican and her father is from New Orleans. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Her father's from New Orleans. Yep. Well, well, you could just give her the part where his father's from New Orleans because he don't care about Puerto <laughs> Rico. 
Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop That's it, a whole other topic for another day. Stop yeah. it. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, because you don't even know a damn thing about Mofungo. you damn liar. Mofungo is made of plantains. I eat Mofungo. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't, you, uh, see what we, you see what we deal with here, Melina? This I is terrible. I was sitting here quiet, just listening to y'all, trying to learn about the woman, and y'all talking about I don't eat my fuck. Anyway. Um, a so big lunch. But, but y'all want to speak about, well, she's not Puerto Rican, but she's from Honduras. Uh, One third of TLC, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, may her soul rest oh, in peace. Man, yeah, we yeah. got to bring her in this, man. We, um, we, we got to talk about Left Eye, man, because I feel so bad for Left Eye because she's only known for... It's like they only put it because of the whole TLC thing. Yeah. But she still gave you a chance to show how she could prove herself without the group. And I could still hang. I mean, her voice, her verse on Ladies Tonight. And she thinks, and by the way, Left Eye, rest in peace. But you think you slick for that last line. (laughs) 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 Trying to make that sub shot on Andre Rison from that whole burning down the mansion thing. Which is funny. Listen. But. but, and left and left eye, you know she's a she's a real icon as far as late. Let's not forget about her verse on Donnell Jones' record. I was just about to say that. Well, everybody who's discrediting, um, even TLC as a whole, because their first their first album they wasn't singing, they was rapping. They was rapping, yes. But yeah, you, but it was it was like T Boss rapping with a bit of harmony in it, because she like you know, and they had like a bit of a style too. Nah, because on, on the TLC tip, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, I don't yep. care what nobody says, but that and Hat to the Back, those are rap songs in, in my personal opinion. Classic records, by the way, classic records. They ain't start, mm-hmm. they ain't start singing to Crazy Sexy Cool when they was trying to talk about waterfalls and whatnot. Which is which is my favorite, that's my favorite left eye verse, Waterfalls. That verse oh, that she said on there, it was so personal, it was so powerful, and it just, it just, it just, it just gave a message of what she's all about. But let me ask Melina this. Like, Alfred brought it up with the transition with TLC when they were coming out. You saw the clothes. Baggy clothes, overalls, all that Backward, stuff. Now, backwards caps. Right. Now they're switching to the sex. Left out, she went with it, but she wasn't really feeling it. She wanted to keep that hardcore rapping edge. Like, what did you think about Left Eye? And why did she... She stood out. But what is your thoughts on Left Eye? Well, honestly, Left Eye was my least favorite TLC member, and I'm sorry, but she was. Um, she was. I'm sorry, guys. Well, and no, 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 no. They Tell us why. Because <laughs> I was, I don't know. She just, yes, I know she was like the rapper of the group, but, you know, I was happy when they started doing more R&B, right? And Crazy Sexy Cool. I, I was like, I, I like this, this, this TLC, this TLC better, but, um. I don't even remember. There was a biopic movie of them, and in the movie, she was like, she, uh, "Left Eye didn't. She didn't want to do like their same style. Like she wanted to do things different. Like in that video in the Scrubs, like she was the one that had the idea. I don't know if you guys know yes. the video. Yes, we did. Yes. But they used to clash a lot. Um, but she had to have been crazy too for to burn down her her boyfriend's house too. So I mean, I just think <laughs> it was such a tragedy what happened to her, but. Yeah, I mean the way that she died in that in that car crash, it was. But uh, Al, this is this is this is your level. She was down with death row for a minute. She was. Yes, she to- was, and I'm glad yeah. that you mentioned that. Yeah, I'm glad to talk about it because you know she was even on some Tupac songs, yes, and um, was. the the um 
when she died, she was actually in the process of recording the Nina album that never came out. Um, she had a album called Supernova, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and was it like a positive Tupac on that Untouchable? Yeah, she was on a version of Love Untouchable that, that mm-hmm. came out on one of her albums. And the funny thing is, people don't know that she was on the row, and Suge was actually gonna build a label around her. She was gonna be the next big star, Def Row, to um to launch Def Row back into the limelight. Because, you know, everybody thinks of Death Row post-Tupac and Snoop as, you know, the realist and, and, and Top Dog and all these guys, but and Petey Pablo and Crooked Eye, but they were going to be the artists in the background with, with, with Left Eye in the front, but then she she had that, uh, that tragic um, accident in Honduras. And just the footage, I, I watched that documentary, and she, she I watched was even, it too, yeah. it's scary because she was saying that she felt spirits were haunting her. And then she just yeah. lost control of that vehicle, and like it just. And oh, she's man. another Philly native. She's another Philly native. She's yeah, she is. How old Philly. Was she? she was thirty. She was, wild, she was so thirty when she died. Yeah, she was young. You know what y'all forgot to touch on though? What's that? She was in one of the weirdest rap beefs of all time. Cause remember TLC, they made uh. No scrubs and sporty thieves dancing back <laughs> oh, no, with, no, my with no pigeons. <laughs> my boys. That's my boys. But TLC, about, TLC never clapped back at him after that. Nah, because no pigeons was the truth. Like, we, we, we could talk about that later, but... Yeah, we could, talk about, we could talk about that another time then. Cause... Yeah, because yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be sitting here for hours debating. Yes. Debating yes. <laughs> but, um, but no scrubs was a powerful record. Left Eye killed it. The Donnell it definitely Dr. was. She killed it. But yeah, man, but like when she was on a row and um, I don't know what they was doing with that whole Nina alias because I think it was like new identity not available or applicable or something like that. And I'm Correct. just like, I'm just like, like, what? Like, what are you doing? You know, her and Pac were home. Her and Pac yeah. were very close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So was but, that uh, how you know, um... you, you know what sucks about Left Eye? Well, you know what sucks after that? Remember she discovered the group Black? And now yes. the rock, now Tina Reed is dead. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was bad, man. And Melina, she's the was... one that. Yeah, yeah. Melina, go ahead. What was she? Yeah, saying? go ahead. You was gonna oh, say no, something. Oh no, what I was gonna say was, was she the left eye had? Was she cool with them the, from the West Coast because T Boss was going out with um Mac Ten? Oh Mac Ten, yeah. You know what's you know what's funny though, and like I don't know how they did this, but on that last TLC album, 3D. They 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 took verses off of her unreleased stuff and put it in their album. I don't know how they got away with that. Yeah, either. I don't know how they got away with that. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but nah, but but um, but that untouchable that version of Untouchable with Left Eye. That's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite uh, Left Eye joint right there. But uh, shout out to Left Eye. Um, she I can I, I can speak for everybody when I say she's missed. On uh, my next PMC, we almost we all don't worry, folks. I know we over two and a half hours in, but we are, we get we getting there. Um, we got the pot of coffee on. Everybody get some coffee. Yeah, <laughs> we got uh we got Jackie O on this list. Uh, oh, Jackie no. O, I, I never was really a fan of Jackie O, so I don't have much to say because I'm not trying to. Whoa, 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 Mac, Mac, wait, 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 ow, 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 you're lying. You know why you're lying? 
I'm all grown up, yeah. Yes, because that's he did the only... Stucky D. McMahon entrance, yes. Listen, man, I, that's the, come on, man. Like, I, I really didn't have a reason to, like, listen to him, man. But Come on, I, man. And for Tori Wilson, cut it out. Did she anyway. do for Candice Michelle, too? Yes, she did for Candice Michelle. See, <laughs> wrestling related. She was, she was like, she was like the the female Silk the Shocker when it came to wrestling. Theme <laughs> Why but, do you um, think that woman about Silk the Shocker? Because Silk the, the Shocker did so much world. music for WWE. What are you talking about? But he's one of the worst rappers in the world. Don't do that. What Silk? Yo, don't get, don't he get. Was. <laughs> ah, See, Melina, thank you, Melina. Thank and you. And the only thing yeah. I know about Jackie O was that she was in a super group called Three Stone with Remy Ma and Shauna. That's all I know about. <laughs> Did she get to a beef with uh, Kaya and Trina at one point? <laughs> it was the queen of the. Let me ask Melina about that. This whole queen, you see. You hear about the King of New York. Mm-hmm. Now you got this whole Queen of the South thing between Jackie O, Kaya, and Trina. What did you think about that? The Queen of the South? Seriously? Y'all yeah, I was like... It wouldn't even be Queen of the South. Queen of Miami. That's what she was going for. They was talking about the Queen of the South. What do you think of that? When I first heard about it, I'm like, who are the others? Because I only know Trina. Right. So right. it was to me like, eh, it was like a joke. <laughs> But, but we forget that Jackie O also had a few with Foxy. Tell she us. did have a few with Foxy. Foxy Brown had a feud with everybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was something that happened because it was something at a, uh, one of the uh, places out in Miami, uh, Miami, Florida. It was some, one of the studios out there. And I guess I guess I had to do something with like Jackie O refusing to do something as far as Foxy came. And then next thing got to a physical fight. And I'm like, what? I don't even know. She's a Christian now. Yes, she's a Christian now. Jackie O has she's found religion. And yeah, she 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 pulled a Craig Mack. You know, she wanted to she wanted to do righteousness. She used to do wickedness. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Come on. Why every time I bring up why every time I bring up Craig Mack in the church, y'all tell me to stop. Just stop. That's like the most impressive, one of the most impressive oh, rap, oh, rap church oh. collaborations I've ever heard. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean to, I mean to quarterback what Mac was saying. I actually looked it up. This happened in 2005. They were at the Circle House Studios in Florida. Well, that's what Jackie, it was, the Circle House. I knew it was one of those studios. Jackie, Jackie said that she refused to bow down to, uh, you know, to Foxy Brown, and then she was like. Uh, altercation broke out, and, she, and and Jackie said Foxy's washed up. Something's wrong with her. She needs to sit back and relax and retire. It's not happening for her no more, which is crazy. And then um, at that time, Jackie O was in the studio with Gravy, aka the portrayal of the notorious B.I.G. and notorious notorious. Uh, right. So. Uh, it just it just it just caused a whole big ruckus. They were cursing at each other, yelling at each other, and it just it just kind of got crazy. And Jackie O released the disc record. Yeah, TK. I remember something about a TKO. But but Fox, I don't know why Fox knowing she was really angry and dissing her, and then she took it all back. Like now she's denying it. I'm like, come on, yeah. Fox. We know you was going after Jackie. Look, just just say that everything was a misunderstanding or whatever. You didn't have to like go on a rant. And the next thing you're backpedaling and saying you denied it. You think Jackie will give a damn? Nope. 
<laughs> well, if anybody knows about TKO, it's you, T.O., because you produced it. T.O., T.K.O. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I, I'll leave that up to Teddy Pendergrass on that. <laughs> but um, they don't even get me started on Teddy Pendergrass. That's a, that's a different hey, topic. Hey, a different hey, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but um, our next our next FMC to talk about, I also don't know much about, but uh, maybe y'all could tell me about Lady Luck. Oh, talk about it, Melina. Talk about Lady Luck. Only that Remy Mott destroyed her in the episode. Of- <laughs> oh, that 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 battle is that battle is all I know about her. I, I don't know well, much about her. Wait, 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 Alfred. Don't you have EPMB in your collection? Don't you know do. she was on the song with EPMB? She was. Yeah, the was she on the, the Symphony, symphony, symphony Two Thousand? That's just symphony. one song. Yeah, yeah. Wait they a minute now. Verse. Yeah, she had, and she did her thing. The uh, shout out to Lady Luck. She's from Jersey. She's another. She's another Jersey native. And uh, I seen her not recently, but she did battle again on um, against a battle rapper named Official. You know, and you know, Lady Luck did her thing. It was a good battle. Shout out to Official as well. But oh um, Lady, but Lady up. Luck. Oh yeah, you can find it. What the highlight about that battle is that Lady Luck blew cigarette. She blew cigarette smoke in official's face. Oh. So disrespectful. She did it right then and then. They were in Chicago at the time. That's about she, she blew cigarette smoke in her face. I'm like, Luck, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, um, Luck brought that raw backpack style. She was also, Mac, you can help me out. She was in backstage. The tour. She wasn't backstage. She was featuring the, the backstage tour. She was on the Simon Says remix too. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. She was on the Simon Says the the Pharrell Monch record, Melina. You you know that record with Buster yes. Redman remix. Yep, she was on that. You sure yeah. was a lot I of forgot about that. remix. And she's engaged to she's engaged to Samaya Reese, correct? Yep, I I didn't even know that until like a few oh. days ago. Yeah, she's engaged to Samaya uh, Samaya Reese. You believe that? I didn't know Samaya. Oh, okay, good. Yep. She was on Love and Oh, the first family of hip hop. She was on Love and Hip Hop, yeah. Hating bad music. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Fam, why you gotta hate on everything, man? I don't hate on everything. That's not Love and Hip Hop. There's no love on that show, and the people they have on that show is not. Yes, yes, she is. I didn't know she was on the other side of the game like that. Yes, she is. Yeah, I didn't know either. Yep. I mean, hey, whatever Lady Luck is doing, shout out to her, man. She, she, you know, I'm sure she's doing the same. Yeah, Lady Luck is great. Shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Lady another, Luck. Another New Jersey, but she in Inglewood though. That's that's a long that's a long route. But now we're yeah, gonna tra- we're gonna transition from New Jersey back to Miami. Uh, for the for the lady who made one of the raunchiest anthems <laughs> in the history oh, of, of Malia, rap, are you ready? You ready she said, "My neck, <laughs> my back, my mm, and oh. my crack." We'll go through this one fast. I, 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 I hate her. <laughs> let, let me let me let me say something to the world right quick. Kaya, I, I don't think you'll ever hear this, but just in case you do, what the hell was wrong with you trying to challenge Trina to a versus battle, knowing you was gonna get washed? Thank you. She only got one song. You got one song. You got one honest, song. I don't want to see Trina in a versus. I'm sorry. You don't want to see Trina in a versus? No. I mean, I guess anybody you put Trina up against, I think she would lose too, well, except for Kaya. 
But, Kaya, you think you got hits? Like, I mean, I know it's important to think highly of yourself. And I know it's important to have self-confidence. But don't you think that's a little bit too much you, you reaching? I mean, my neck and my back was all over the place. And I think as a young man, that's the uh, that was the song that helped me learn about female anatomy. But still, oh, like, God. like, <laughs> on, like, and when I look back on it, every time I hear that song, I cringe on the inside because I'm like, Ugh, like this. Because it's, it's a cringe-worthy rap. song. It's not rap. It's not rap. And then she had nerve to get mad at Janet Jackson for cutting her verse. Janet <laughs> did you a favor. <laughs> you know, why you get cut on the Janet Jackson record? <laughs> did you a favor? Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you totally did, yo, man. I see that. I see that part. Have her has a change. Yep. And she's on that. Well, she was. Well, what's she doing right now? Because I know she had that thing with T. S. Madison. Something about the people's court. Yes, Chris. Cue the music. Dun 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 Talking about people's court. like you said, we. But I don't even know how she. I don't even know how she. I don't even know how she got on this on this episode. Like, we could have left her out. I don't think we would have. The no, people would have missed anything. The sad part is, you know what the sad part is? Kaya's from Philly. I thought she was from Miami. No, Travis she was Miami. born in Philly. <laughs> how she born in Philly and she rap with that style like that? Ugh. Oh. She, she should know better. Well, I'm pretty sure that. Uh... Oh. I'm pretty oh, sure that uh, Corrupt and Beans and and everybody else from uh, Philly is just. And know, which brings us, which brings us to our next person. Shame, here we go, here we go with this what? one. I got all I gotta say is I thought I I know. Well, that brings us to Miss Nicki Minaj, who I'm oh, surprised God. you don't like Nicki because she's from your borough. So. What you mean, so? I thought all queens would stick together. Wrong. You what know better to, than that. What happened to Queens get the money? Queens yeah. get the money, but we get the money separately. But but she do get the money. She got the no. young she gets money. The money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she no, it's dumb money. It's not young money. It's <laughs> dumb money. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean I mean Melina, Melina, help me out here. What is I, your opinion I, on Nicki Minaj? I have mixed feelings about Nicki Minaj. Like, cause let's be honest, everyone was a fan of her when she first came out, right? I know I was. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan. <laughs> I, I, mean, I went to Best Buy and got Pink his, Friday Deluxe yeah. Edition. Oh, Pink Friday? Stink. Stink. Stink Friday. The only the only track I tried to give a pass was the Jump Off 2007. After that, it, it was, was the, No, no, it wasn't the Jump. Yeah, yeah. You jumped off, all right. You jumped <laughs> off and landed in the water. But That's this is before she became a gimmick when she did the yeah. Jump Off. That's why I got a problem with Nikki because she became a gimmick, in my opinion. I don't think she's the best female rapper ever. I don't know where people no. get this. That she's the queen. She's not the queen. I don't Definitely. care if she's the best-selling artist. You know what? You know what it is. She's getting co. She's getting co-signed. She got co-signed by Eminem when they did Roman's Revenge, mm-hmm. which a lot of people like. Well, first, um, of all, first of all, she had to pay mad money to get to him. That's the only reason why I said it. It's money. She, she, and um, she and Drake had a crossover hit in Moment for Life that everybody will remember. What you mean, no. garbage? Next. It was a moment. It was a moment for death. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as far as far as rap wise goes, she's held out. She's held her own. I mean, did you on her second album? Did you like uh, yo? I mean, I guess because Cameron is on the song, but she went toe to toe with Cameron and Rick Ross on "I Am Your Leader." Anybody could go toe to toe with Cameron <laughs> and Rick Ross. So what you say? <laughs> oh my god! All right, she went toe to toe with Jeezy, Nas, and Drake on "Champion." 
they were smoking weed at the time, so they were high, so they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> the only one I would say her best verse was on Monster. She tore, she tore that song up. No, already. You're She's over a- it? No. I heard that even Kanye said that her verse was so good that he was thinking about taking it out of the song because he didn't want her to outshine him. Who the hell does Kanye? he think he is? <laughs> no, 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 Kanye. Yeah, who the hell does he think he is? You should have took it off. <laughs> you could have did us a favor with that. But wait, so, you, so y'all, y'all, never, y'all, y'all never heard a dope Nicki Minaj verse ever? Like, am I the only one who thinks that she's talented? She's not talented. She's, yo, she does not have the skills. I don't know what she's, 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 she's talented. She's not she's that talented, talent. but what she does nah, is, but, my pussy this, my pussy this. No, 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 listen, listen. What she does, what she, she's talented, but she gets away with a lot. Can anybody tell me what Roman's Holiday is about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is that not the worst song you ever heard in your life? And then, and then of course, they, they and, 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 you know, people felt a bit when, you know, she sort of branched. Oh, they said sold out when she did a what was that song, um, Starship or whatever that thing. They felt oh, like super bass, super bass. Oh, super bass. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah. And um, I mean it's I mean Nikki, Nikki's a tough one for me because I just don't see the, the that much of a talent in her. I felt like she used the gimmick with the whole five star Barbie garbage. Then she was being way too. She tried to be Missy in a certain way. But her eyeballs was always popping every time she was trying to say, like, what was that part? All I saw was, all I saw, all I I see is eyes and teeth. Like, when she was talking about the whole Michael Kors. (laughs) Oh, in the the, um, Big Sean song? Yeah, and you fucking Michael Kors, and you fucking Michael Kors. (laughs) What was that? What was that? What does that mean? But you got to give us some credit, though, because she's transcended rap. I mean, she's got... She yeah. got clothing line, makeup line, like. But when you look at Nicki, Nicki never done a lot of features with female artists like that, and I ain't so, counting so, so, the Stallion so, lately. But I'm just saying. So do y'all do y'all think that because she had the co-sign from Lil Wayne, who was red hot at the time, that's mm-hmm. what elevated overrated. her status? Another overrated, right there. <laughs> Weezy's not overrated. Overrated. He another one I got away with a lot of action. Weezy F baby in the F is phenomenal. Like, what are you talking about? Weezy Alpha, F baby. Alpha, 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 Alpha. How do you spell phenomenal? Weezy F baby. Weezy exactly. F baby. He's correct. Weezy F baby. That's correct. That's exactly. I gotta what I'm agree doing. to well, Lil Wayne is overrated. Yes. Thank no you. classics. Thank you. Zero. Thank you. Zero. Overrated. No classics. Overrated. No classics. That album Carter Three. Overrated. He's not the real Carter. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, technically, he his last name is Dwayne. I mean, he's Dwayne Carter, so. No, 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 no. There's only two Carters we acknowledge: the Peanut Man and Sean. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, y'all. But are, um, y'all, y'all but, are terrible. But, but let me well, let me ask this because we talked about this off the air, the Nas thing, Nikki and Nas. Well, 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 like, what did oh, you think? I was, I was mad about that. And she mm. told Nas she wasn't having no sex with that man. That's crazy. But that's that's something that's a different conversation. Wait, she I told like that. Nas that she wasn't gonna have, have sleep for him. Nope, that's what she, if you if you go and but Google she it. Meek Mill? If you go and Google it, um, Nas actually spoke on it in the interview. He was like, "Yeah, um, she told me I had to wait a year." I'm like, "Damn, a year to have sex with Nikki?" And they didn't even last. And a she year. slept a safari in Meek Mill. 
I mean, hey, so she like what they like. She threw her kitty cat all over the all over the songs and everything, but she don't want to have sex with Nas. I guess she was trying to see if it was real. Uh, well, I mean, she had sex with Safari Giraffe, and she, did, she had sex with Weak Mill. Okay. Uh, so, stop calling that man Weak Mill. Think about her, her, um, her rapping skills, though. I like. I, like, I don't have an issue with Nicki Minaj. I have an issue with her Barbie image, but that's about it. Yes. I just. I mean, a, to do I, it, I, I, right. I have. I have a problem with her skills because it's like I know she got. I. I think to me. She's purposely using that particular gimmick to just use whack rhymes, and I know she has something, but it's not I agree. impressive. I agree. Your money, Minnie, I ain't talking about the maps trick. Mm-hmm. Oh, and man. then she tried to bring the she tried to bring the Bobby gimmick back again recently with that stupid garbage with Takashi Six Nine. Lord oh, knows the, what the hell that was. Yeah. Stuart Little. <laughs> oh, you mean the song Gooba? Yeah, yo, yo, shut. Up. Yo, yo, man! I don't even want to get into it because you know I, I, we can't talk about we can't talk about the informants on the show, man. But but uh, but, but, but Nikki, I just felt like she disappointed me. That's why I don't feel like she's the best. Ever. She disappointed me. Because I had here, um I had higher expectations here, because for Because here you are, you trying right. to you know, you're trying to go after like people like Kim this era. We 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 already past Queen Latifah's era, but now you're trying I mean, to go after like Kim Fox. Eve and them. I mean, Melina, you felt you felt that you had high expectations because because she's from the hood. Yes, and because I remember I first saw her too in the BT cipher, so I, she she impressed me, and I thought you know she was gonna go places. Well, no, she uh-huh. did go places, but I just I got turned off by the whole Barbie thing. And she was going to LaGuardia High School. I know a few people who went there. Where? So do I. Well, I mean. But 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 let's be honest. She didn't really have no competition at the time when she came out. No. 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 And then all of a sudden, it's like she she sort of felt like she was invincible until another artist we might as well talk about. Oh boy, this one right here, oh, Cardi next, B. Next up, <laughs> oh, no. Cardi B. This is a Money shoes. Money moves. This is a this is another one that that really makes from, me laugh. From stri- from stripping in the clubs to a hit to a hit number one single on Billboard. <laughs> she had a mixtape called Gangsta Bitch Volume One. Oh lord. Did, did people criticize her Bodak Yellow because they said she was biting the flow of a uh, Kodak Black? Kodak Black. Bodak Yellow, wasn't it? No, yeah, it was the song Bodak Yellow, but they was criticizing that she, or even though she said she paid homage to his flow of Kodak Black, or Q, uh, QG said Kodak Black. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Well, I mean, Cardi, here's the thing. Everybody knows where she comes from originally. Mm-hmm. She, that reality show, uh, Hating Bad Music New York. And mm-hmm. um, she put out mixtape. <laughs> she put out mixtape. I didn't, I, I I seen her on TV, and then when I heard the name, I'm like, wait, she's rapping now? And mm-hmm. on the radio, that's all I used to hear. I used to hear her on the radio when she she finally came out with her breakthrough, and it just it just it just all came together for her. People, I think with, with Cardi, we know her story. We respect her hustle and her struggle and where she came from. 
that mm-hmm. fan base followed her through her music. Like Malia, uh, talk about that. What did you think when she came out and started rapping? When she well, when she well, when she started rapping, or when she first came out loving hip hop. Well, you could talk about that too. Like loving yeah. hip hop is when you first seen her. That was when I first saw her, and I knew that she already had like a lot, like a million Instagram followers. I'm like, I don't even know why. But as mm-hmm. I saw the show, don't judge me. I do watch Love and Hip Hop New York. Um, okay. I, I, she was funny. She was like the comedic relief, you know. Um, never in a million years did I think she was going to be as big as she was today. And it's funny because my husband used to be the one that told me, oh, this, this, she's going to blow up. Watch. I'm like, no. And then he mm-hmm. put me on to that song. She, she had like a Red Bars freestyle. And it actually was not bad. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's be taken serious and then right. Bodak Yellow came out and then of course Invasion of Privacy came out and I like that album so I, I'm a Cardi fan <laughs> you're a Cardi fan, fan. okay or Al when I first heard Cardi B was making records I was just like mm. like I wasn't really I wasn't really you know Cause like her, knowing her background and where she came from, and she was a stripper and this, that, and a third. I'm just like, yeah, I can't take her seriously. And then the single right. blew up, and I was surprised. I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all, this is the song y'all like. Yeah, this isn't. This is good to y'all. Like this impresses Money y'all. Moves and bloody shoes. Like that single. If you want me, big money moves. <laughs> well, like, when I heard it, I'm like, I'm like, what? Her. Her voice did it for me. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, who? Who is this? <laughs> and, and, and then I did my research, and I'm like, oh, it's the same. I'm not girl. gonna lie. As much as I can't stand the music, I just, I, I respect that she brings herself, her personality into it. She, she has no filter. Mm-hmm. She has no filter. She got right? no. She says what she wants when she wants. She don't care where she's at. <laughs> and 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 Cardi, what's up with all the records? You have to mention Offset, Offset, Offset. Oh, we yeah. did it. You're with him. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Who you think had the better verse on Motorsport, her or or um, Nikki? Mm. I think Nikki. Hi. You think Nikki? Yeah, I go Nikki. Okay. I got, I got one. I got one. The engineer. Oh the my what? God. The what? The engineer, the engineer. He said because 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 he wasn't on it, so he had the best verse. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside. All jokes aside. Uh, it's it's tough, you know what I mean, because. I might, I may have to side with Al on this one. I'll, I'll give that to Nikki. I'll give Nikki. Okay. Nikki, eh, barely an edge. I mean, Cardi B did her. I mean, Cardi B tried. It just wasn't impressive. I don't think Nikki's was that impressive either. But she edged out Cardi, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really, I'm not, like I said, guys, y'all would hate me. I'm not a Cardi B, and I'm damn sure not a Nicki Minaj fan. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kurt. I mean. I mean, credit to Cardi. I mean, what, what was the other? And, and you know the thing is, I will respect that she did gain back the momentum a bit because after Bodak Yellow, people thought she was out and done until mm-hmm. that. Uh, what was that? What was that song? That sample. Uh, yeah, baby, I like you like that. Oh, and then, um, mm-hmm. and then, and that's, and then that's when you hear this other dude, Bad Bunny, whoever this is, 
Y'all can have. But she got the cosign. She got the cosign from Bruno Mars too. That really helped her. Listen, that song, what it did for for the Latino community, that song was like. Well, like like that. Oh. Yes. Diamonds, I like that. We we love Bad Bunny and J Balvin. So. Yo, speaking of Bad Bunny, like, yes. yo, I love I love his music, even though I don't understand a damn thing mm-hmm. he says. My man, every song, Bad Bunny, baby. That's the only <laughs> thing he says that I understand. Y'all gotta have shout what's, outs to shout yeah, outs. Yeah, no, what's funny is that I liked his older stuff better than his newer stuff. Yo, shout outs to Bad Bunny and Diplo. I don't know if we'll ever talk about y'all on a rap lab ever again, but shout outs to y'all, man. Well, is, is he related to Bucks Bunny, by the way? I just want to Oh, know. stop it. Anyway. There um, you our, go. Now you're talking our, right. Our, our last, yes, and we've come to the, oh, the last Lord. person on the list. <laughs> this one right um, here. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the, 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 un, the unlimited. It's a, hot, it's a hot girl summer. And apparently, the, the but due, due, to, due to coronavirus, all the hot girls melted. But <laughs> that's good, Alfred. But uh, now I like Megan The Stallion. I don't even listen to her. No, music. So, like, l- l- no, listen, listen. Her yeah. name is not Megan The Stallion. Her name is Megan The Thoroughbred. Yes, <laughs> Megan The Thoroughbred. But, She's uh, not the Stallion. I like, I like hot Megan girl, Stallion too. Hot, hot girl summer, and you know what it is? I used to get that record confused with the City Girls Act Up because they sounded similar. Yes, I, I went through the same problem. But I can't judge Megan Thee Stallion just yet because her body of music is not that large. I only have a, a handful of songs to go off of. Well, let's talk about her body. You know, I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned her body, so let's, let's, you know, let's talk I about ain't say nothing about that woman's body. You stop it. No, 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 let's go. <laughs> no, I, I think she's beautiful. Megan. She is. Yes, beautiful. she's beautiful. Is she from and, Houston? Yes, she's she from is. Houston. And you know what's funny? I wonder if she was a fan of, of you know, like the Houston hip hop scene, like the Paul Walls, the UGKs, the I Mike. I think you know? she was, but she's from Houston too, right? So she. But I don't, yeah, she is. But, but but you know what though? That's interesting. Usually, when you get somebody who's who's a younger person who who grows up in a in an area that's a hip hop hotbed, you usually hear some of those earlier artists' influences in in their music. But I don't hear any of them in her she's music. She's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Like I don't hear any any of those influences in her music. I know times have changed, but yeah, I mean, that's why when she that's why when she got that Beyonce feature, she was on yes. cloud nine. Oh yeah, because Beyonce's from Houston. Beyonce's one of the biggest names in music. Period. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I mean, she she didn't she release some mixtape called Rich Ratchet? I remember something about a Rich Ratchet. What the hell was that? <laughs> she loves calling herself Ratchet. She's bougie. She's Ratchet. She, she she's Megan. Times have changed. Like they now it's glorified to be Ratchet and and twerking and all that stuff. Oh, and by the way, Al, you know we baseball fans. What's up with your man Carl Crawford? <laughs> Listen, man, I didn't even know that Carl Crawford owned a record label. I didn't even know he liked rap. And, he, I didn't know he, and I didn't even know he signed Megan the Stallion or discovered her or whatever the story was. But Megan, I can't I can't say nothing about her music because I don't I haven't heard enough uh, enough songs to be like yo she's garbage. She, I mean Hot Girl I didn't mind Hot Girl Summer because you know you got to judge a single differently than an album cut or a mixtape track. Like it was meant to to get radio play. So wait 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 wait, wait. what's this thing when she went. I mean, I don't want to be a gossip person. Where's she with this other dude called Moneybag Yo? What the hell is that? Who is this Moneybag Yo? <laughs> no I don't point. know. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who, who is Moneybag Yo? I don't know. 
Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. We still on the air, right? Yeah, yeah. we on the air. Yeah, that's me. I'm money bag, yo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we together, we together. But but you know, but you know what I think. What I feel bad that about Megan is, I mean, she got music, she got the hot girl summer, but the the one thing that gets overshadowed that people keep catching on is the twerking. I love it though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I love it, but it's 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 getting like overplayed. Like you know how people always criticize. Yeah. After a while, like after a while, yeah. Like I've been over it. Like I like how people get on Lizzo. I'm Megan too. No, no. See, but Lizzo was goddamn disrespectful going to the Staples Center <laughs> and a Laker game with that outfit on. There's children out there for crying out loud. Like, I wish, on, you know, but, but but you know what though? When she was walking through that entranceway, I wish I was there so I could trip and fall. <laughs> oh, stop it! Oh, sitting 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 her bare ass on them on them plush Staples Center seats, man. Jack 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 Nicholson got to sit on them. I mean, yeah, Jack Nicholson got to sit on them seats, man. Jackie, but, but but Jack Nicholson was loving what he saw. So what are you talking about? No, but but Lizzo was not f- like really really front court seats. She was a, she was behind a few people. Yeah, I was there. Yo, didn't Megan The Stallion make some goofy vampire cop thing with uh, Dave East or some garbage or a vampire PI? I saw this thing she, on YouTube. Not She's laughing. a big she's a big anime fan, which is a plus. So uh, a lot of her stuff, like she just did a deal with Crunchyroll. She she has merchandise with them now. So you know she's a big a animation and everything. Megan is big on that stuff. I would have never thought she was she was an anime fan. Big. <laughs> Check her Instagram, people. I mean she she I mean she is one of the most talked of artists right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. As far as female goes, because I don't really hear much from other people. Like I mean, you hear Nikki, you hear Cardi. Now and then, but it's like Megan. There's Megan that, and like you said, the Savage remix with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's oh she said the lane is open. It's a wave, and and she she she's running it right now. And and they both from Houston, so that's a, it's a Houston mm-hmm. thing. It's a good look. But uh, we have reached the end of our list. Uh, we finally. got we got one more. We got one more. Oh, we got one more. Who who we got? Rhapsody. Oh yeah. Oh. Talk to talk to us real quick about it. Bring Rhapsody. it in, Melina. Bring it in, Melina. Tell oh, us yeah. about it. You actually the one that put me on to her. Like I did hear mm-hmm. that song that she had with Jizza, and that was a good song. And I actually started looking her up like two weeks ago. And I do like that yeah. album that she came out with. Was it Eve? Yes. Yes. So I yeah. I do like her. She has a different sound. She has a different look. A different you know flow. So I do like Rhapsody. Educated, intricate bars, yes. metaphor, wordplay, punchlines. She tells a story. She she she's just she she captures the essence of yes. text and lyricism and she brings it to the forefront. You have to be a fan of her to follow her. It's a shame she's not getting the credit or the forefront of the push that she should be getting in the limelight today. But Mac, you could touch on this. Rhapsody, your thoughts on her. Yo, when I first heard her, I think it was a um I first saw her, I think it was one of those uh, Cyphers 2 a uh, while back on the BET Hip Hop Awards. And I said, yo, who is this Rhapsody person? I didn't even know who she was at first mm-hmm. until um, like people like Knife Wonder, you know, and she from North Carolina. So, you know, North Carolina, North Kakalaki. Yeah, that too. And she was she was she actually been out a long time because she was on one of um, she met. 
I guess you met Knife Wonder back in the mid-2000s, and I remember hearing something about the Dream Merchant Volume 2. That was Knife Wonder's album. And um, I heard few records. Shout out to Knife Wonder, by the way. Underrated producer. And there was a lot of people on that album. One of them was Sean Price. And then there was a... Memphis Bleak was even on that album. They had the song Brooklyn in my mind with Mo's Def and, and Jean Grey. Shout out to her. She's another one that gets an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. Shout out to What's Grey. the name Grey, of that album? It was the album called The Dream Merchant Volume 2. He had a Dream Merchant Volume 1. This is after he oh. distanced from um, Little Brother. And it was a lot of people on that. Of course, Sky Zoo, you know, Sky Zoo is from um, NO as well. But there was a lot of people. And check it out. It's a, it's a very, very great album. A lot of people was on it. Um, but Rap City, I heard of one of her mixtapes was called Thank Her Now. Yes. I remember that mixtape, and when I heard it, I said, oh, she's, she's nice. Like, she's really, really that nice. And then the next, I, I never got a chance to listen listen to other albums except for The Idea is Beautiful. I need y'all to mm. check that out. If y'all haven't got a chance to check The Idea is Beautiful, please go check it. It will not, you will not be disappointed. And this was in uh, 2012. What an album they had. Uh, Knife Wonder once again on it. Another producer, Crisis. Some of y'all may not know about Crisis. I like him as a producer. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Mac Miller was even on that album. Rest in peace to him. And um, but uh, Rhapsody is one of the most female conscious rapper, and I like how she kept it conscious. You know. And what was that song? Was it the Honda Accord remix? I believe it was the Honda. Was Skazoo and Knife? Oh my God! Skazoo, yeah, yo, what a record! What a record! Yeah, like, I'm glad like, you mentioned Gene Gray too, man. Shout out to Gene Gray and all, all the rest of that. I'm not even gonna lie. The first time I heard Gene Gray was on Quali's Eardrum album. No, sorry, the first time I heard it was on Quali's other album. Mm. And she another one that don't get any props. And um, Knife won another one that also helped mm-hmm. her with a, another album. But uh, shout out, shout out to Jean Grey, man. I wonder where she at. That's a good question. Wow, what a night, everybody! This has <laughs> been the longest episode in Rap Lab history, but I'm very happy that we had uh, Miss Molina to come on yes. the pod. You um, did it. Thank you guys hey. for having me. No, no problem. It's uh, it's it's it, it, it's always it, a pleasure. And, and and there's still some other female rappers that we need to get and get to mention. Oh, shout out to shout out to Diamond, shout out to Angie Martinez, and Young MA too. <laughs> young MA, oh, Young Ma, yeah, young yo, Ma, correct. You know, I, I met you know I met Young MA once. You met Young Ma. Let me tell you what happened, right, real quick before we get off of air. So oh. back back in the days, I used to work at Sprint, right? So I'm working at Sprint. And uh, I worked on I worked in the Sprint um, over in Starrite City. Uh, for those of y'all familiar with Brooklyn, y'all know where Starrite is at. Shout out mm-hmm. to Starrite City, Pennsylvania Ave. What's up? And um, I was working in the Sprint store there, and she walked in and she bought us uh, a Bluetooth speaker. Yo, when I tell you two days later she came back and returned the speaker and the speaker was filled with sand. I was like, oh, so I know what you're doing. You you went and bought the speaker, had your little outing on the beach, and uh. You know, and, and came back and returned. I'm like, yo, but I thought you had a record deal. You had a hit. You had a hit song. Like, like, why, why are you here returning this? Don't you got, don't you got shmoney? But, ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh. 
Ooh. Yeah, right, right. Because come on, QG. So come on, QG. Give us a ooh one time. Yeah, it hurts so much to do that song. That's why she said it. ooh. Hold on, I want to know. Did, did did you return her um her Bluetooth speakers? She was within the return policy, so I didn't have a choice. But uh, and it was a cheap speaker. It was only fifty dollars, pocket speaker. But uh, but yeah, that's my. And then when I went to uh, I had went to the um. What is that Power 105 concert they do at Christmas? I'm, um, oh, um, the name is slipping away from me. Right? Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. It's the Powerhouse. So I went to the Powerhouse in Newark back in December 2016. And, um, yeah, she, she was there. She came out. She got an ovation, yo. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, all I had to do was just stand up and clap, you know. I mean, they were stretching their legs, so they were just happy because they were sitting down for so long. <laughs> no, no, not um, not Power 105. I went to Hot 97, Hot for the Holidays. There we go. Mm, yeah, she, ca- oh. she came out there, and Fat Joe brought her on stage, and then yo, everybody was a asl- yo, everybody was asleep until Fat Joe and Remy Ma did all the way up. Then they brought out yeah. Young and May, and uh, they should have went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you foul, but we're gonna wrap it up right there. Uh, I just want to say thank you to our, our guest co-host this week, Melina. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, before you go, that um one honorable mention, and I know she never really jump started her career. I wonder where Strings is at. I don't even know who that is. QG, you may know Strings. I heard the name Strings. Yeah, she she was one of the people that rapped back in the day, barely on a few songs, and one of them was an R. Kelly Gotham City record. But she ain't really been heard since. Yeah, because she was on. Um, she was also on the Keith Sweat record. I'm not ready. The remix. Mm-hmm. Yes, strings. Strings is from Chicago, and her career was um, short lived. But but she was also signed to Cash Money. Al, if you didn't know that, I yeah. didn't know that. I don't know who this is. Yep, and shout out to Soleil. <laughs> the name. Oh, recovery. how we forget? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Shout buddy. out to them. Yeah, but let's, other people we mentioned, even Little Mama, you know, she's a rapper, regardless. Right. Her, her highlight was standing on stage with Jay Z and Alicia <laughs> Keys. Yeah, right, right. Here we go. But, <laughs> but but to cap it all off with our guest Melina, at the end of the day, with the ladies first with female hip hop, like to cap it all off, to be all end all, tell everybody out there what does the female MC mean to you? What does it mean in the history of hip hop and what is the legacy of the FEMCs? I think the female hip hop now has evolved so much, right? Because back then it was like there was a lack of women. And then now you see the women are on top. So I think the the future is is looking good. Um you know, I'm I'm excited to see the the new and up and coming female rappers and I have um good hopes. Excellent. I got hope for them too. Mm-hmm. Well, this has brought us to the end of the episode. Melina, I thank you for taking three hours of your of your time <laughs> on a Friday yes. night to, to no. chat it up with us. Uh, usually we try to keep this show an hour and a half max, but we just couldn't do that to, this week. But um, now nah, we we really it appreciate you. I had a lot of fun. Nah, uh, and um. I think I think I could speak for everybody here when, when we say anytime you want back on the show, you could definitely get on. You're more than welcome. I'll be more than honored. 
Absolutely. All right. No. Excellent. <laughs> so that, that, that's been it for this week. It's our ladies' first episode. I mean, it's only fair that we talked about everybody because most of these people, I don't even know when we was going to talk about them again. So it's good to touch on that. Yes, so um, yes, this has been the Rap Lab. Don't forget, every Sunday, uh, 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time, a new episode drops every Sunday. We on uh, Apple Music. We on Spotify. We on Stitcher. And uh, everywhere else you can get your podcast. So until next week, uh, we will see y'all and we out.